Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. I just think we were prepared. You know, one thing my, uh, my trainer, he told me, he said, what did he say? He just told us to be prepared. Hi. 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 I want me some glory hope. Dude. You ain't mouse. I'm the boss. Pocahontas. It's a me, a man, it's a Garcia. <laughs> uh, hey, uh, 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 I'm sorry. Uh, all right. Uh, um, uh, uh. How about those friggin' pirates? Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. All right, it is Wednesday, and we are here with you on Pirate Radio Live, live in Greenville, North Carolina, and coming to you. On Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. You can find us on 1250, 930, online, PR927FM.com. And watch the show on Facebook Live and YouTube. Make sure you're following us on all our social media platforms, Instagram included, as we keep you up to date on what is going on in the Pirate Nation and beyond. We've got uh, some hoops going on tonight in Menji's Coliseum. Kim McNeil's Pirates in action at 6 o'clock. The men on the road at Temple. So we will talk about that quite a bit on today's show. In fact, we'll go out live to Philadelphia coming up in about 20 minutes or so and talk to the voice, Jeff Charles. He'll join us ahead of tonight's ECU-Temple matchup. Patrick Mason from the Daily Reflector will join us to talk Pirate Hoops and Pirate Football. Stephen Igo hoists the colors, joins us to do the same coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. So a lot of ecu nuggets to get to today plus some nfl playoffs and everything else going on in the world of sports shirley rhodes is here chandler honeycutt just had a camera in my face which i hate get that camera out of my face and he did and now he has returned to his captain seat video producing today's program what's happening down east says hello clip Hello, what's happening down east? It's a crazy name you got there. Is that a family name? You can chime in on YouTube and Facebook and uh, let us know what's on your mind on uh, today and also uh, what uh, you want to talk about going on in the sports world or life in general. We got NFL playoffs going on this weekend right here on Pirate Radio. And, of course, I mentioned a couple of Pirate games to talk about as well. So feel free to discuss those, ask questions, do whatever you please. We do live in America. Shirley Chandler, hello. How are you doing? Chandler, what if I just had a camera right in your face while you're trying to do your hey, job? look, buddy. How do you feel about it? Oh, you're going uh, buddy? Uh, keyword. Hey, your buddy? Keyword. Hey. I'm your buddy? Keyword there. Job. I was doing my job. That's exactly what I was doing. You were doing he, yours. He is Mr. Blue Collar Guy. I'm Mr. Hey, I'm Mr. Blue Collar. You were doing your job. I was doing my job. Shirley, I guess Shirley was doing her job. And uh, You guess she was? What does that mean? Don't shade? I, I mean, do believe he threw shade at me. I think he did. No, I didn't mean <laughs> See to. See how easy this that is, was Chandler? Unintentional to shade. get you under the bus again? Wow. It's I'd so like easy. To drive, this, I, I would like the license plate of the bus that just mm. ran me uh, over. I, did, I wasn't driving the bus, but I was on it, and I'm, I don't know how it ran <laughs> Who's you driving? over. Who's driving? It's a one-man bus. <laughs> like Jerome Bettis over there. I mean... I, that was an that was unintentional shake, Shirley, and I apologize. Unintentional, but we were all doing our job, yeah, and I was just you know, I'm working. I'm a working man. 
and I get criticized for it. <laughs> He's I a hard-working man. <laughs> I, look, I get criticized for doing my job, for being a hard-working man. I, I, no respect. No respect. <laughs> Wait, he turned no into Rodney Dangerfield over there? No <laughs> respect. I tell you, I was I an ugly all. kid. <laughs> ugly kid, I tell you. All right. Uh, great to, to see you fine folks here on this Wednesday, and we'll have guests joining us throughout the show. One in hour one, one in hour two, and you know what? One in hour three. Uh, we do have some news and notes. It is game day in Greenville, North Carolina. ECU women's basketball in action at home. Coming off a uh, a tough one on the road where they mounted a comeback but came up short in overtime to SMU. But on the year, they are 12-6. and six. Uh, They are 3-2 and two now in conference play. 8-2 and two at home. So they've been good at home. They'll have to be good tonight against Cincinnati, the Bearcats coming in here. Uh, that is a 6 o'clock tip-off, Williams Arena at Minji's Coliseum. So uh, they will try to continue their winning ways here at home before heading out to Wichita this Saturday. On the men's side of things, tough times. Uh, no Javon Small for ECU tonight when they take on Temple. Lost to Temple 59-57 on December 28th in a game where East Carolina could not hit a free throw. And if they could, they probably would have come out of there with a victory in that game. Damian Dunn, uh, the Kinston product, did not play for the Owls that night. He is expected to go tonight. So uh, East Carolina will be facing that. Javon Small did not have a good game against Temple. So they were able to hang in the game. He did finish with nine points. Uh, but they were able to hang with Temple without Small having a big one. In fact, that night, nobody really had a big one offensively. Your leading scorers were Brandon Johnson and Jaden Walker with 11. Ezra, the only other pirate in double figures with 10. So strong defensive effort, not much offensively as neither team hit 60 uh, when they faced off earlier this year. Going to need Ezra to have a much better game than he had on Sunday. We'll talk about that with Jeff Charles, but only three points on Sunday. And I expect him to play a lot better tonight in the rematch with the Owls. Uh, Some other ECU news and notes. Rick DeBrew has a landing spot. Uh, Rick DeBrew transferring from ECU. And we we don't usually always bring up teams uh, or players' landing spots when they leave East Carolina. But this one's a bit notable because he has committed to TCU. That's right, the team that just played for a national championship. The runners-up in college football. Uh, they just gave up another touchdown to Georgia. Touchdown, Bulldog. Tim Peden says, sorry, Clip, wrong account. Hello, Clip. Hello, Tim. <laughs> Tim, I'm just messing with you. You can sign on with any We love all oh, accounts. Oh, oh, it's just Tim. It's just Tim. Timmy. What's up, Tim? Tim. Big time Timmy Slim. <laughs> uh, thank you, Tim. Give us a sub on both accounts. Give us a like on both accounts. Let's get those burners going, baby. We want you and all your burners to be subscribed to Pirate Radio TV and to flood those likes. There's Robert Skipper. Oh, boy. Here he comes. Our guy, Robert Skipper. Get off the tracks because the train's coming. <laughs> hey, Robert. Hey. What kind of ludicrous things are you going to say today? Get off there. On YouTube. <laughs> going on over there. What's going on over there? Hello, Robert. Good to see you. <laughs> hey, Robert. Can't wait to see what you got in store for us today. <laughs> he's just... Hey. He's, he's an interesting fella, and I don't even know him. All right, so uh, Rick DeBrew, rocked up guy in the doghouse here, didn't play a whole lot, and now finds himself 
on tcu the crazy world of the uh transfer portal um all right question from twitter that does not involve this show but does involve sports trivia at aj's tonight eight o'clock uh davis says so are we delaying trivia a bit for the end of the women's game tonight mm-hmm. you know what absolutely if we have people who are uh, attending the women's game uh, i would love for you to go watch the pirates take on cincinnati tonight and we will delay trivia 15 20 minutes if you want to make that trip from mingy's to aj's now i'm not committing to it but do you guys want to go um i probably will not go i'm okay. gonna be honest with you fair enough do you want to you can go i was just asking a question i was just going to go if you guys go charlie you going I want to go, but unfortunately, after the morning that I've had, I'm gonna have to pass. All right, bad morning leads to uh, a. Uh, it was a little bit no of a basketball this leads, leads to no ECU women's basketball game. It was a little bit of a rough morning this morning. I so. heard the story; it was rough. <laughs> yeah, so I'm I'm just gonna pass. If if everything was normal this morning, I probably would have gone. All right, fair enough. Um. So there's your answer, Chandler. Where's is the game going to be on ESPN Plus? Did you say that? I did not, but it is. All right. Um, then I'll pro- I can get to AJ's early, and we can get it going in AJ's maybe. How early you plan on getting there? Because our it, show ends at six. It's at so, six. Yeah. Well, we can watch the end of the game there. Do what? <laughs> we can watch the end of the ECU women's game at AJ. Sure. All right, why are you looking at me like that? And the men play at 7. I, I don't know. I just You worded that weird. I mean, we can watch like the first quarter there. But how? I, I'm not going to be there at 6 o'clock. Neither am I, Chandler, but I could be there at like 625. I, I, what, what, what is the, the, the malfunction here? I, I think you're making the malfunction. So you were talking about getting there early. Now you can't get there until like 7.50. Like, what are you doing? What's that I window thought it was. Right. I thought we're it, losing a whole I thought hour. It, I thought it was at like 7, 7.30, but I forgot it's right at 7.30? Why would you tip off a game at 7.30? Some people do. You're not a sports guy, man. You, I, I, Who tips off at 7.30 on a Wednesday? Let me go look at this. There ain't no let, game. Let me go look at the scores right now. No. Let, no. Oh, yeah. Uh, don't do it. He's like, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. 730. Uh, there's a 6.30. That's stupid, isn't it? <laughs> that's so stupid. 8.30. That's stupid. There is no 7.30. But 8.30, 6.30. TJ says, Clip, I was the first like. Do I get a t-shirt? Uh, yeah, TJ, if you can get here to the station by 4 o'clock, you'll get a t-shirt. Um, Tim has a question for Chandler. Chandler, uh, what is ECU's free throw percentage this year? Oh, gosh. Find that. Find that stat for Tim. Can I guess? That's no. going to be tough. Look Cliff. it up. That's be Tim tough. has a question. He wants answered, and he specifically wants you to answer it. So, Tim, we will have that answer for you. And I want you to make that your number one priority. I'm going right now. All right. I am on the way. <laughs> <laughs> I am on. I am en route. When, when, we, asked, when we asked Chandler Woo-hoo! to find something, this is fun. it's almost like we invited him over like, or to pick me up because he talks about, yeah, I'm a couple blocks out. <laughs> Oh, man, I hit traffic. I'm going to have to take another route. Uh, But that stat is on the way. So, uh, Tim, just wait. with. Just wait a minute. 
Bated breath. I don't know what that means. What does that phrase mean? Bated breath? Yeah. You're a bated breath? I guess you're holding your breath? It's another way of saying I'm holding my breath. Okay. What's the word baited mean? All right. Fair enough. The pirates. Yeah. This is per game, though. Oh, boy. Here we go. He took a detour. You were supposed (laughs) to get off. You got off on the wrong exit, I think. Yeah. I got to turn around. Turn back (laughs) around. Redirecting. All right. You know what? Recalculating. Because it it says 67.9%. I can't crack my knuckles. I don't like doing that. But Okay. Well, it says what? 67.9%. Is that sound right what are you looking at does it say free throws free throw percentage but this is per game stats what do you mean per game so what game are you looking at yeah 67 percent per game that would be their season average 67 percent. i thought it'd be lower than that because they are awful at the line um so there's your answer 68 percent if you want to round it up all right so there is the stat Tim, he's got you covered, kind of. I got there. I I knocked on the door. to consider. Like, I knocked on the door, the stats department. I knocked on the door, and then I quickly thought, oh, crap, I got the wrong door. Yeah, had to reach the door. They answered the door, and I said, oh, all right, you're the right person. And it was a 68% stat. All right, there you go. Thank you, Chandler. Tim said, come on, man. (laughs) He got I got there, Tim. He got there. I mean, geez, man. He got there. He said, thank you. Robert said he, Robert guessed and said sixty two percent. He was close. New game. If you guys need something answered, uh, ask Chandler and he'll pull it up for you. Any kind of stat, I got you. Now, have you found that seven thirty tip off yet? Let me go back. <laughs> All right, hold on. Let me crank the car up. <laughs> you might want to put. You might want to gas that baby up. There's a. I see six thirty. That's stupid, right? I mean, six thirty. That is a stupid time. UConn. I mean, former ECU. Uh, guard tristan newton oh they have been doing those earlier starts on like fs1 or whatever they're on the road at seton hall tonight uh 6 30 that's a uh, quick look at your buccaneer music hall scoreboard presented by the buck that's it i mean 6 30 that is stupid who does that that is so stupid i haven't heard a 7 30 women's ecu game though let me go to women's basketball i bet i can find one there all right seven o'clock seven o'clock seven o'clock come on give me 7 30 eight o'clock no oh wow no, they skipped over 30 no. how about that, that Interesting. Stinks. all right um other news and notes oh um robert says clip what are the chances ecu makes the nit i'm gonna say zero percent Tonight in women's basketball, number 15, Oklahoma, goes on the road to TCU at 7.30 wow. on the Big 12 Network. He did it. Also, oh, you thought I was done there? <laughs> no, I wasn't. Oh also, Oklahoma State on the road to Iowa State. Iowa State, number 18th in the country. What time do you say? Let me check my clock. 7.30. Wow. 7.30. Big 12. Big Love 12. those 7.30 tip-offs. Chandler? You have redeemed yourself again. Yes. You are a sports guy. And just like that, you're back. I'm back. I always don't I always get back up though? Yeah. I get knocked down. Yeah. And by golly, a lot of a lot of times, plenty of times I've been knocked down. But sure. I get up and hey. I knock the dust off. Great and lesson I say, in life. I'm a sports guy. Yeah. He gets knocked down, but, but he, he gets, gets back up, up again. again. You're never, never gonna, gonna keep, keep him, him down. down. I get that. well done sir i was waiting for it i was like i don't know if he's gonna get that reference 
Oh, I know the song. Great song. Tub thumping. By the way, you might as well that rename is correct. it. You might as well rename it Chandler Honeycutt because I get knocked down, but I get up again. That's why we love you, man. Uh, let's see. Per Merriam-Webster, Craig says, with bated breath, in a nervous and excited state, anticipating what will happen. Thank you, Craig. The human dictionary there. Chandler, or, uh, Tim on YouTube says, man, I can't take this honor. He said, is Chandler the new Wes Hines? Nah. No. No. Nobody. Wes is in a, Wes Wes a league a, of his own. Yes, he is. Oh, that is a class all yes, by itself. Is. All right. So before the basketball season, I go and I uh, predict every single ECU basketball game just for a fun exercise. Um, I feel like y'all come up with the same record the past couple of years. Well, you're wrong. I had 12 and 18, I go had 14 and 16. Right now, East Carolina is 10 and 9. If you had to pick one of ours, which one are you picking, Chandler? Right now, East Carolina has 10 wins. With Javon Small being out, I mean, I'm telling you, it's going to be a tough road ahead as long as he's out. He's been your go-to guy. He's been the captain on the court. Some people say, Cliff, I like to say this, he's the quarterback of college basketball he's the point guard him have him being out is going to be tough man i'm gonna have to choose you i, I choose you i think i choose you uh i have east carolina winning three more games this year so they're actually ahead of schedule where i had them or going into the year i have them beating wichita state at home which they already beat them this year right right I had them beating SMU at home, which looks more likely now than it did beginning of the year, and an upset against Tulane, their final home game. So, twelve and eighteen, I think, looks very realistic right yep. now. Unfortunately, yeah, very unfortunate. Uh, but they're going to have a chance to win some of these games coming up: uh, Temple, Tulsa, Wichita State, South Florida, uh, SMU at home, and then then it gets tougher kind of to end the year but right now unfortunately my number might be right 12 wins might be right we'll uh, we'll talk about it with Igo and see how he feels about his 14 it, it might you know what it, it might just go right there in the middle they might have three Split more wins it. in them yeah um so you mentioned Tulane, and they ended up losing by 20 last night. Yeah. But they stuck around there for most of that game. Yeah. Uh, they kept. They actually took a lead early in the game, and they kept it close within single digits. And then obviously it got uh, it got way out of hand towards the end. We talked about this last year, looking at Tulane basketball games, especially when ECU went on the road and played there. That crowd is electric. Well, oh, save that for the five o'clock hour. Remember, Igo was dumping on them last week or two weeks ago didn't want to admit that they actually had a basketball crowd we did the watch along last year that place was jumping yes for ecu Tulane, and this was like at least three times as jump oh, as it was sold out yeah like i mean they would knock down a three and the camera the camera placement in that place is very weird because like there's just a bunch of heads right there in front of the camera and whenever they go to shoot a three everybody like raises their arms uh but like that whole section was like fired up last night and that's for houston and and we should have a rocking crowd when they come in here no matter our record because they're going to be 
at least top five potentially number one in fact just yesterday i asked you chandler would houston lose a conference game and i think we were both pretty non-committal on that but we both thought yeah they'll lose one along the way um they got past the test last night they do have uh, at ucf coming up soon yeah. which would be potentially their biggest challenge left and every team gets upset like it happens uh across college basketball night in night out but they're gonna be uh at the very least top five once they come here to Minji's later on this season and it should be a, a good crowd because people love to see a, a top ranked team people yeah. love to potentially witness an upset uh, and anything can happen i mean and people want to be there because they didn't get a chance to see that the last time one, one of the last times brian bailey was the only person there one of the last times that houston came to greenville nobody was there except brian bailey uh and a few and a handful of uh, other people but the last time they came in or one of the last times they were fifth in the country and guess what a basketball ecu basketball team that wasn't really all that good uh knocked them off uh in the COVID era so it could happen again anything is possible as kevin garnett has said before uh so pack Menji's that night and uh Maybe we could see a court rush. Uh, Shirley hit the uh, bad news theme. Oh, man. <laughs> We're not bringing this back. <laughs> Two days in a row. I, I Is it a COVID deal? I didn't know we were still, we're still no. doing this. So, Northwestern Iowa not playing tonight. We talked about that yesterday. Yeah. Earlier today, John Rothstein's reports. Stop it. UConn's Dan Hurley, an associate head coach, Kamani Young, will not coach tonight against Seton Hall due to issues related to COVID-19. Man. All right, so the game's being played, but yeah. they're not going to have their coach. But, like, and one, here's that here's that <laughs> poisonous word again. I, uh, it's I mean, that, that COVID word just makes me ick. It makes me cringe. The one Twitter account is posting this picture along with the news. It's Dan Hurley. When I guess you were forced to wear masks. Can you see it? Uh, yeah. He's yeah. wearing it above the nose but under the eyes. Yeah. So it looks like he looks like a superhero. So maybe that's how he caught it. <laughs> um, we hope the best for their health. Did we miss the it's a trap? Yeah, we missed it. Oh man. But man, that two days in a row, yeah. that really is like yesterday it's like, okay, that's you know, it, it came back one day. But for it to be consecutive days where we have to announce that there's a COVID situation in college basketball. Jeez Louise. It's making me ill. It's not making me feel good. Well, there and you I go. hate hearing that song. I used to love it as a kid, but now it just makes me think of COVID. About uh, two years ago, three years ago, whatever it was. I can't watch Star Wars anymore. Every I'm, day. They play this song, and I'm like, oh my God, COVID's somewhere. Shirley, we need to take a break because the voice, Jeff Charles, is set to join us when we return. We'll talk pirate hoops. We'll talk football transfer portal. And uh, a whole lot more when we return on Pirate Radio Live here on a Wednesday. The voice joins us after this.
listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Hemp Garden is your premium CBD retailer in eastern North Carolina. If you find yourself having anxiety or if you're in need of extra sleep support, Hemp Garden has a variety of Delta 8 and Delta 9 products that can assist with those issues. If you're unable to stop by the store, don't worry. Give them a call today at 413-6100 for a consultation and they'll ship right to your door. Hemp Garden, located at 3040 South Evans Street in the Target Shopping Center in Greenville. And uh, now let's head back into the show. Here's Flip. All righty, back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a Wednesday. Coming up on the program, Patrick Mason will join us from the Daily Reflector. We will talk pirate hoops, pirate football, and more time to start uh, talking more and more ECU baseball. Speaking of which, we'll have former pirate great Alec Burleson on the program later on this week. Burley. Got called up, uh, made his MLB debut in 2022 with the Cardinals. So we will discuss that and what the future holds for him coming up when he joins us uh, later on this week on the show. Uh, Big interview coming up Thursday and a big announcement. But that's all I can say. I can't say any more legally. That's tomorrow at 3. I could be put to death. Thursday, 3 o'clock all the answers santa's coming to town will be unveiled another episode of name that sound also that is coming up thursday in what i predict to be the four o'clock hour potentially the five o'clock hour but in one of those hours episode two name that sound episode one did not go well for chandler and i did go well for shirley the host uh we'll (laughs) see how tomorrow goes all right, right now, we will head out to the Pit Electric Live line and visit with The Voice, Jeff Charles, on this uh, Wednesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Jeff, how are you doing today? Cliff, I'm doing great. Getting ready for the Pirates and the Temple Owls tonight at 7 o'clock. I'll tell you what, you've been calling me on these Wednesdays when the Pirates have had these games on the road, and we have really lucked out this year, Cliff, as far as the weather is concerned, coming up north. Last week in Cincinnati, it was like 52 degrees, and today in Philadelphia, it's 53 degrees, and we were just outside walking around. I actually had some lunch eating outside today in January in Philadelphia. So that doesn't happen very often, so we're lucking out on the whip. Yeah, we were talking about that yesterday, kind of a mild day here uh, in eastern North Carolina. When will the weather come? And we figured, Jeff, it would probably be when ECU uh, begins the baseball season. Seems like those first few weeks in baseball, it's brutally cold. So maybe uh, February we'll get that cold blast, but has been pretty warm, and uh, especially the places you're going up north where it is usually cold this time of year. And, and Jeff, it's also, and then we'll get to hoops, but uh, second straight week I've called you, and folks uh, in your surrounding area are gearing up for a big home football playoff game. Last week it was the Bengals, and the Bengals were able to beat the Ravens on sunday this week it'll be uh the eagles so i'm sure walking around you're seeing a lot of green and hearing a lot of go birds as they get ready for the giants this weekend yeah you're exactly right clip and up here they say fly eagles fly and that's what uh you hear when you're going down the street we're actually staying at a different marriott than we have before i think quite honestly this is the third marriott we've stayed at in philadelphia and this is in a part of the city they call it old city and it's really not like in the concrete jungle like we've stayed before. 
We've stayed out at the airport. We've stayed downtown, which is smack dab in the middle of downtown. And now we're in a different area here, which is really nice. I mean, there's a lot of green space and doesn't really feel like you're in the middle of the city, although you see the skyline from where we are. So this is really a, a good place to to stay. And uh, you're right, we went to a little deli for lunch, and uh, they had all the Eagles stuff in there. And, of course, the Eagles play the Giants. I think it's 8.15 will be the kickoff time this weekend for the game. So, yeah, this is big Eagles country. And, you know, and this time of the year, uh, that's all people talk about here, Philadelphia Eagles. I always ask Marty Fuhr, who is a Philadelphia native and a Temple graduate, who has been our sideline announcer for 30 years on the network, how he would rate the fan interest in Philadelphia with the teams. And he always puts Eagles number one, Phillies number two, Flyers three, and 76ers fourth. And so that's kind of the pecking order, I think, of the average Philadelphia fan. And as you well know, Clip, this is a great city. These northeast cities, some of these Midwest cities, are just so steeped in tradition with professional sports. And Philadelphia certainly is right there at the top as well. Yeah, and uh, man, I, I hate it because I'm not a Philly sports fan, but they are on an uptick in sports right now with what the Phillies were able to do in uh, the playoffs last year. The Eagles, obviously the one seed, the Sixers still in a window where they have a chance to make a long run in the playoffs, and, and the Flyers kind of lagging behind right now, but it is a, a great time uh, to be a Philly sports fan, and uh, Jeff, a, a great time to be a, a Temple fan. You know, I, I said going into AAC play that uh, the, Tulane is a team I could see that had a, well, not so great non-conference that could come out and play well in conference play, and they have up until their loss to Houston last night. I did not think Temple uh, would be in that category, Jeff, but had a, a struggling non-conference. They, they won some games maybe they shouldn't have. They lost some games they should have won. Uh, we saw them come here, play East Carolina in a tight win in Greenville. Pirates let that one slip away. But Temple uh, right now sitting 4-2 and two in the conference play, favored to win tonight night could get to five and two and i certainly didn't have that looking at the way they came into to conference play kind of limping well that's exactly right clip and they're like so many other teams around the country almost like each and every team they lost so many guys from last year they lost five really good players that played a lot of minutes played against the pirates last year those guys are all gone so they've had to reload and they've had to bring in new players they had some guys young guys in the program who have stepped up and are playing bigger roles now. But this is a good basketball team, and remember they beat the Pirates uh, in December, back on December 27th, without Damian Dunn, the outstanding player from Kinston. Well, Damian is back, and he will play tonight for Temple, and he always plays well against the Pirates. He had two games against ECU last year. He had 33-26 and 26 in those two games. Unfortunately, if you're a Pirate fan, he's going to be playing again tonight at the Leah Chorus Center. So they've got two really good players. They've got a great one-two punch in Khalif Battle and Damian Dunn. They're both 6'5". And the Pirates had no answer for Khalif Battle in the second half of the game in Greenville. He ended up with 18 points, and he just took over the game in the second half, and they ended up winning 59-57. to Well, they've got that good one-two punch. Then they've got a shooter, Zach Hicks, who kind of blows hot and cold like a lot of three-point shooters do now he couldn't he couldn't hit uh in the game in greenville he was two of 13 but you know tonight he could go off and he could get six or seven threes so he's kind of an x-factor in the game and they've got some some good talent up front uh 
guys that don't score a lot, but they're they're athletic and they rebound and defend. So you know it'll be another challenge on the road. There's no doubt about it. And Javon Small probably won't play in the game tonight. Cliff, he's still nursing that leg injury, the knee injury. He is on the trip. Don't really expect him to play tonight. We'll get more information on that right before game time. But you know that really has hurt this ball club. He's arguably your best player. He and Brandon Johnson are your two guys. And if Javon can't go, that really hurts you. And then, of course, it just messes up your rotations. And in this last game, Caleb LeCount had to start. He played 26 minutes, was the most he's played all year. And then guys who've never played the point, you got to give Caleb a blow. And then all of a sudden, Jaden Walker and yeah. R.J. Felton are playing the point. They're bringing the ball up the floor against pressure. And you know, it, it just throws uh, a monkey wrench into everything that you've done all season long. So so that's not good, but I can tell you one thing. These guys will be prepared. They're great to be around on the road. This is a great group of guys. They've totally bought in with Coach Schwartz. They play really, really hard. Coach Schwartz really prepares them. I'll tell you what, he crosses every T and dots every I. Uh, they'll be well prepared tonight. They'll be motivated. They'll go out there and they'll play hard. Jeff Charles joining us. I was looking at it at halftime last week, Jeff, with no Javon Small. Pirates had nine turnovers, finished the game with 15. And for what they did, bringing the ball to the court, I was kind of surprised South Florida didn't go to some type of press, when, especially when LeCount was out of the game. But for the most part, East Carolina did a good job getting it up to court. It was kind of a struggle to kind of get into their offense at times without uh, kind of a signal caller out there. Uh, like Javon Small, but did a decent job uh, of getting it up to court. I'm wondering if we'll see uh, more pressure tonight when LeCount's out of the game, but that is uh, certainly a factor, scoring, and just the way um, Small operated at point guard going to be a struggle for East Carolina. But as you said, Caleb LeCount uh, played the most minutes he played, probably uh, had his best game in a while, too. Uh, was good from the free throw line, hit a three-pointer, going to have to have a lot more for him and others. And uh, if East Carolina is going to win on the road tonight, going to have to get a lot more from Ezra Asar. He did not have his best game on Sunday. Spent a lot of time uh, with Mike Schwartz uh, talking to him on the sidelines. Only played 17 minutes at three points at a dunk and a free throw, and that was it for Ezra. And we've just come to kind of expect more from him because of the way he's played as a freshman. Yeah, no doubt about it, Cliff, and they're going to have to have more from him. I mean, there's no doubt about that. Uh, he's going to have to be a guy. He doesn't have to go off and get 20, but you'd like to see him get into double figures, and you'd also like to see Ezra rebound the ball better as well. He needs to pick it up rebounding-wise. Uh, defensively, I think he's doing okay, but he's a freshman, so he's going to be up and down. But he's got a lot of promise for the future, and he's capable of having big games. Now, he's not going to be overmatched size-wise in this game tonight. Uh, Fontaine plays pretty much most of the time at the five spot for Temple, and he's kind of a four or five guy. He's six eight, but he's a great athlete. He can jump out of the gym. But, uh, you know, he's not going up against a Russell, Russell Chua like he was at South Florida. I mean, that guy is seven feet, 280 pounds. And unless Reynolds plays tonight, the transfer from UCF, who did not play against East Carolina in the first game because he was out with a dislocated thumb, I don't know yet whether or not he's going to play, but he is another big body in this league. He's 6'11". Now, last year at UCF, Cliff, you may remember, he was also 280. He was 6'11", 280, but he was in Greenville 
in street clothes a few weeks ago when the Pirates played Temple, mm. and he has lost a lot of weight. In fact, I asked one of their assistant coaches, I almost did a double take when I saw him. He said, yeah, he said he's lost about 40 pounds. So he's like 6'11", now 240 instead of 6'11", 280, and he's in a lot better shape, and he can stay on the on the floor a lot longer. But he was all bandaged up with that dislocated thumb. It was three weeks ago, one of their coaches told me that they were hoping he would be back for, yes, you guessed it, the East Carolina <laughs> game. So I don't know if he'll be back tonight or not, but that's kind of like the Pirates' look, isn't it? No doubt. Jeff Charles joining us uh, on the Pit Electric Live Line. One more note on Achua, Jeff, from uh, from Sunday. Got going offensively under the basket in the second half. Didn't do much in the first half. But I, usually I don't notice this watching a game, but I did on Sunday. He is a, a vicious screener. He is a wall to get around, and East Carolina had trouble getting around those screens and getting out to uh, the guards, especially Tyler Harris, uh, the, the uh, little guy from Memphis last year. He had a big one on Sunday, but that Achua guy was setting some monster screens. He was an absolute bear to try to get around for those defenders. Well, that's a very good point. It's like getting around a Mack truck. The guy is huge, and uh, he is a good screener, and Harris is a good shooter, as we saw. Harris had 24 points in the game, and Coach Perry made a really good observation, I thought, on our network when we were talking about it. We remember Tyler Harris, of course. We've watched him for years at Memphis. And he was what you call a gunner. I mean, he was a guy that was always seeking his own shot. And as soon as he got the ball, I mean, it was going up, even if it was from 35 feet sometimes. But uh, Mike made this point, and I agreed with him. I was thinking the same thing when he made the point on the air, that he was giving the ball up a lot more. He just seemed more team-oriented, more yeah. team-focused, passing the ball a lot better. And so, you know, he, he played a better complete game against the Pirates a couple weeks ago, and we all know he can score. So that that USF team clip, we knew coming in here when they were 0-4 last week that that was, uh, that was not indicative of the kind of talent they have. And what they've done is they've gone to the transfer portal and they've brought in a lot of guys who are good players, and they're starting now to mesh together. And I think, you know, the East Carolinas of the world and the USFs of the world, I mean, that's that's the future for these programs now that, you're just going to have to go to the transfer portal and find some talented guys and see if you can get that mix and you can get them together and the chemistry is good and you can, you know, you can have a good year. And so I think that's what we're going to see with a lot of schools now moving forward. Jeff Charles joining us. Speaking of the transfer portal, I've had to update my list of pirates who are on the 2022 roster that won't be on the 2023 ecu football roster and um more names jeff since we last chatted last week including manny hickman which is a a big loss on the line rick debru saw today he committed to tcu uh the team that was in the national championship also taji hudson andre pagese and most recently malik fleming a huge loss in the secondary so just like a lot of teams around the country this is going on jeff it's hitting east carolina and hitting the pirates pretty hard this offseason they're gonna have a lot of production to make up uh we knew offensively but now even defensively uh when 2023 begins well you're right cliff and i think i mentioned this on the show last week or maybe a couple of weeks ago uh on my two deep chart for the bowl game which was just yeah. three weeks ago or whatever it was i mean those six linebackers on the two deep chart they're all gone so and yeah. for a variety of reasons so you're looking at a linebacking core that's been totally wiped out now there are some young guys who are 
getting their feet wet, but they're going to have to step up next year and play big roles defensively. I had not heard about Rick DeBrew. I'm glad you mentioned that to me, but obviously somebody at TCU thinks he can play, and so he's going to uh, he's going to a, a national kind of program. So good for him. Some of these other guys I know are are still looking for places to land, and a little bit surprised about Taji Hudson and Andre Pegues because. Those guys have had a lot of time invested in the program, and now with some of these guys that have been ahead of them leaving, you would think that they would you know, be in line for some more playing time yeah. this year. So I was a little bit curious, but you never really know, Cliff, everything that goes into a decision like that. So there may be something else, but, I mean, you just look at it on paper, and, and here are a couple of kids that been really good for the program who have invested a lot of time, energy, blood, sweat, and tears, and you would think that they would be ready now to get on the field and, and take on more of a major role, and then they leave your program. So it's re- really, really hard. Uh, it's really, really difficult, and we're talking about the defense, and then you flip the coin on the other side offensively. We talked about the Iron 5 offensive line this past year for the Pirates because they had very little depth. They played basically only two, at most three other players up there. And now you've lost three of the five starting guys who started in the offensive line. We all know about Keaton Mitchell, C.J. Johnson. Of course, Ryan Jones went on, of course. Uh, he graduated and went on, uh, hopefully, to play in the NFL. So, you know, you just you just look all around this football team, offensively, defensively. I mean, they have lost a lot of players, and, Clip, I don't know if you have put a pencil to it from what the Pirates look like the last regular season game of the year as to what they look like today and how many players that is that have left for, again, a lot of them have graduated and they're seniors and they're moving on, which happens every year. But I haven't put a pencil to it. I don't know if you have or not, but what what is it, 30-plus guys maybe? Well, at last – well, so I made a list last Thursday. I think I had it at 23. I believe that number's at 28 right now, and there could be some more – Walk. We're about to hit the thirty mark if we're not already there, Jeff. Uh, basically, I think I'm at twenty eight uh, unofficially right now. Yeah, well, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, thought it was around thirty somewhere, and again, transfer portal, transfer portal, transfer portal. <laughs> yeah, so that's what the coaches are doing right now, and uh, I don't envy them. They, they have got a tough, tough job to do, and. For those of us in the media clip, I mean, it's interesting to watch, and we'll have a lot to talk about before the kickoff of the season next year because yeah. there's going to be so many new guys that we're going to be talking about and learning about and how they're going to fit in and where they came from, and you know, it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see. Jeff Charles joining us will be on the call tonight as East Carolina takes on the Temple Owls. Pirates trying to win on the road, pull an upset on the road as Temple is an eight-and-a-half-point favorite in the game tonight in Philadelphia. Jeff, we always appreciate your time here on Pirate Radio Live. Have a great call this evening, and uh, we'll see you back around these parts soon. Okay, very good, Cliff. And um, the Pirates won't play this weekend, so uh, weekend off, and then Tulsa will come in before you and I have the opportunity to visit again. Tulsa will begin next Tuesday. That's the next home game for ECU. Looking forward to that one, Jeff, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Sounds great. Thanks, Cliff. Jeff Charles joining us, Pit Electric Live Line, here on this Wednesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. We'll take a timeout, come back, get ready to wrap up hour number one. Got Patrick Mason joining us, hour two. 
and hour three Stephen Igo hoist the colors will be here a lot more to go we're back with you after this You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. The best place in Greenville to unwind after work and have fun is AJ McMurphy's. They have daily food and drink specials and an awesome patio. And there's something for everyone every weeknight, including sports trivia coming up tonight with our very own Clip Rock. AJ says live music every Friday and Saturday with no cover and brunch every Sunday. Make today an AJ's day. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All righty. And uh, usually start at 8 o'clock. We'll push it back a uh few minutes tonight if you want to attend the ecu women's basketball game uh we'll start around 8 15 or so looking forward to uh, a lot of football questions tonight a little baseball basketball hockey sprinkled in we'll have a good time tonight at a j mcmurphy's watching hoops we'll uh be watching to keeping an eye on east carolina and temple and the other action going on tonight we'll run down the uh scoreboard coming up in the uh at four o'clock on uh what all is going on tonight um real quick it's kind of tough as we get older to keep up with words phrases what things mean sometimes bad means good sometimes cool means hot you know i don't and at some point you just kind of stop keeping up with it and just say words you know if there's new words that come out that are popular amongst the kids let them use those words and we'll just kind of slowly make that walk to the graveyard um i bring that up because earlier so this was yesterday stan van gundy former nba head coach now uh still on broadcast right i think stan van gundy still does games he had a he had a talk i I didn't have the mic i think he does espn broadcast for nba uh says 90s nba teams had just a trainer and a strength coach they practiced more often and harder and played more back-to-backs teams now have huge medical and performance staffs and value rest over practice yet injuries and games missed are way up something's not working so van gundy had a thought on that kevin durant responded to him on twitter and said stan spitting Van Gundy saw that tweet <clears throat> and said, no, I'm not criticizing players. I'm saying that we are getting something wrong in how we prepare and train players. We can't do anything about injuries like yours. He fell on your leg. But all these groin, hamstring injuries, etc., shouldn't be happening as much as they are. And Kevin Durant responded to that and said, Stan, I agree with you. LOL. <laughs> so, so KD's response stand spitting means uh what chandler he's he's, he's preaching sta- he's stating facts yeah he's preaching he's i don't he, know what he's stating fact like you said stating facts he's preaching the word he's uh i don't know 
I don't know uh, what's uh so Stan Van Gundy like took it wrong, I guess. <laughs> he thought spitting was <laughs> negative. Something negative. Yeah. He thought, man, sorry, K- no KD, I- I'm not talking about you. Yeah, I I'm I'm saying and Katie's like, Stan, old man. Yeah. I'm agreeing with you. You are spitting facts. So then uh somebody else, some like nobody on Twitter said, Spitting means you are speaking facts, Stan. And Stan responded to that and said, had no idea. <laughs> so <laughs> that is uh, it's a great example of someone in a different generation just uh, not knowing the definition of a word, taking it the wrong way. But now we're all good again. Stan Van Gundy knows what spitting means, as do I and as do you now. So if you... Uh, He's spitting. If you are an older person speaking to uh, someone of uh, a younger generation and that person says, wow... You're spitting, and now that it, is a uh, that's a compliment. It's also used like with rappers, like yeah. uh, you know, say uh, someone spitting fire. Yeah, spitting fire. Like he is spitting. Like he's he's doing a good job rapping. Yeah, uh, his, little that, scary he was spitting a couple of months ago. Little scary was spitting. He was spitting. He absolutely spat he was, fire. He was spewing venom. Yeah. Oh yeah. He was like that little. I, what, you ain't that, moss. What's, what's that? That little. I'm the boss. Dinosaur and in jurassic park oh, the very man, first I one i love that dinosaur that was my favorite one it had oh, the that, things come yeah, out yeah 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 and then it spit that venom yeah. that that was a little scary what <laughs> was that dinosaur called i don't remember i'll have to look it up but it killed if, newman if anybody knows please <laughs> uh type that into your facebook or youtube or twitter feed and i it, am correct that it, is the character that played newman that, that yes okay yeah. i just want to make sure yep he was also the principal in uh, Billy Madison. Newman was? Really? You are a Billy Madison spitter. <laughs> I'm not as familiar with that movie as you are. I guess I saw it back in the day, but I did not retain it like you did. You are... I mean, I, I watched the movie, but yeah. I... Happy Gilmore, I could quote um, some other Sandler movies, but uh, Billy Madison, not one of them. Um... Mike P says, I, I don't know. I don't know when to take Mike P seriously. He did say, here's a spitting clips. Hooters hat is sweet. Thanks, Mike P. And then he said that dinosaur was a Velosa. And then he said, R-A-T-O-R. Velociraptor? No, well, he's not saying the Velociraptor. The Velociraptor was the right. shorter version of the T-Rex, the smaller ones sure. that attacked the kids. Of course, in they the play a huge role in the movie. Yeah, we're talking about the the one, the that one where him. yeah, the one that had the little flaps on the side, and when it came out, and then it, it just, just <laughs> yep, spit the venom. Yeah. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back <laughs> when we return. Oh no! I oh might, no! You got it wrong. I might be. I might be wrong. <gasps> What? He is not a Billy Madison guy. John Moody uh, tweeting in says it was a Dilophosaurus. D-I-L-O-P-H-O-saurus. Man, it's not. It was Josh Mostel or whatever. Oh, my God. That's not even close to Newman. That's not what he looked like in the movie. You're not a movie guy. Oh, my God, I'm an idiot. We already knew you weren't a movie guy. I thought you were a Billy Madison guy. Why did Madison I do guy. this? Oh, yeah. They look a lot. Ah, Let's take great. a break. We'll come back. More to go. We'll look at the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard. 
coming up to uh, tonight in hoops and more when we return on Pirate Radio Live. A lot of misinformation being spread out by us today. Back with you after this. <laughs> listening to hour two of pirate radio live do you need custom t-shirts apparel or promotional items for your business organization or event keep it local print it local with university sportswear contact them today at university sportswear enc.com now back to the show welcome back thinking about takeout tonight well familia can make everything real easy for you with a great selection of italian food and more Visit FamiliaNC.com to see the full menu featuring pizzas, pastas, salads, and homemade desserts. And you can place your order online or call 689-6330 and Familia will have your order ready in their convenient drive through window for pickup. Finish up a busy day with a great dinner for yourself or your family from Familia. Familia is on Fire Tower Road near Pitt Community College. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip. Alrighty, welcome back to Pirate Radio Live here on this Wednesday. Clip Rock, Shirley Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt. Talking ECU athletics, talking Jurassic Park, talking words and <laughs> phrases. A little bit of everything on today's show. Our guy Randolph says, Chandler, Clip, Shirley, greetings and salutations. Hit those likes. Thank you, Why, Randolph. Yes, yes. Please do the likes and the subscribe button, yep. please. Hit that sub for us. Uh, last night. My pick of the night was Georgia Tech plus six against NC State and the rambling wreck of Georgia Tech up 13 to six. The first media timeout. You're spitting. Led almost the entire first half. You're spitting. And then State went on a run to end the first half, took a five-point lead into the locker room, never looked back, won the game, and covered. So – I led you astray last night, man. And look, hey, I I remember because I t- as soon as I got home and it, and it hit seven o'clock, I tuned into the uh, Houston Tulane game. Teen. I tuned in because they were having a freaking game. Yeah, and I tuned in, and uh, it was a hard news bunch out there, Tulane. Uh, but I, I was like, let me see what uh, State's doing because me and you liked uh, Georgia Tech last night plus six and perhaps money line. And I looked, and uh, Georgia Tech was up thirteen to six, and I was like, "Uh oh, here we go." We called it, and then I saw that they won by double digits. Yeah, so. state uh, and credit to state now four state. in a row, and they got North Carolina this weekend. So I thought they would stumble. Um, look ahead, coming off a win streak, but very unlike state uh, to get that win. I do have two games circled tonight, though, Chandler. What you got? Because what do you do when you lose? You go right back to the well. Are they locks? Um, <laughs> yeah, just like last night was a lock. <laughs> no, they're not locks. They're my pick of the night. Okay. Just like you know, it was a pick of the night. It was not a lock. Locks are different. Locks, you need keys. These, you just walk right in. Yeah. And leave the door on. For, leave, leave the door on for you. Leave the light on for you. <laughs> UConn, they have been struggling. And they're without their head coach tonight. They're without their head coach, as Chandler just said. Did I say kid? They have lost four out of five, uh, including a loss to St. John's. They need to right the ship. I think they do it tonight on the road against the parts. The parts. Seton Hall. Uh, UConn, five and a half point favorite. They win tonight by seven or eight. 
get the job done time for them to bounce back and this one is just a all right fine i'm gonna do what the line tells me to do you've got the number 14 team in the country 14 and 3 taking on a team that is winless in the big 12 0 and 5 it's the big 12 and that 0 and 5 team is a two-point favorite now brian windhorst if he was somewhere he'd say no 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 what do they mean by that now why is that why did they do that they why would they do that are west by god virginia two-point home favorite against tcu why are they favorite i don't know but that's my pick give me the mountaineers why would they do that almost heaven why would they do that west virginia why would they make them favorites against the number 14 team in the country well, we'll find out tonight around 9 o'clock when the uh, Morgantown folks are burning couches after a win over TCU. Uh, other games going on tonight, Battle of the Commonwealth. And, boy, Virginia Tech got off to a nice start this season. That has not been the case of late. They're just 1-5 in five in the ACC, really struggling. They take on Virginia in Charlottesville. Auburn is at LSU at seven o'clock xavier's the number eight team eight ranked team in the country seven and oh in big east play taking on the blue demons of depaul uh that one in chicago providence is at marquette and woo pig suey arkansas struggling they are one and four in the sec still hanging on uh number 25 in the country despite that record on the road at mizzou so arkansas struggling right now they need to pick up a win and uh might go back to that well too tonight chandler they are on the road as a slight underdog at missouri so those games going on looking at the american other than east carolina and temple tonight you got cincinnati at south florida the bearcats a four-point favorite on the road and smu at tulsa either smu uh will leave that one with two wins in conference play or they'll remain at one, and Tulsa will have one because it's one and four SMU at zero and five Tulsa. Tulsa, the last remaining winless team in the American, and the Pirates will see them coming up soon. ACC action tonight, other than Virginia Tech, Virginia Pittsburgh is at Louisville. Women's basketball at six o'clock in Minji's Coliseum. It'll be East Carolina taking on the Cincinnati Bearcats. Pirates been playing well lost uh, in overtime at smu over the weekend so trying to get back in the win column coming up at six o'clock those scores uh going on tonight uh those games going on tonight on the buccaneer music hall scoreboard presented by dub up dub up uh taking a look at the nfl uh, do we have any head coach hirings i don't believe we do right still interviews going on yep you've got teams probably wanting to talk to coaches that are still coaching uh in these playoffs with you know teams still in action eight teams still in action a lot of coordinators assistants from those teams that could get looks including um the niners defensive coordinator who is uh, very popular amongst teams so uh teams might be waiting on the playoffs to conclude or teams to lose out of the playoffs before they name a head coach but sean payton interviewing with pretty much every team out there so it looks like he might get back into coaching. Uh, but right now, no teams with a vacancy have 
uh filled that vacancy also no new firings here the last few days either there was a hire in the nfl today it was not regarding a coach though it was regarding a general manager the tennessee titans have hired ran carthen former nfler he only played a couple years in the league but he was previously the uh, director of player personnel for the 49ers so tennessee uh just about a month ago or so fired uh john robinson and now they have a new guy at the helm of general manager his name is ran ran carthen he ran so far away um chargers i guess will hang on to brandon staley after the playoff collapse but they will be firing their offensive coordinator joe lombardi uh, also their quarterbacks coach shane day i guess he didn't coach justin herbert good enough uh so this is like this is the first sign that there's trouble instead of the head coach going you start to get rid of coordinators we saw that in washington with scott turner being fired by uh the commanders and ron rivera all right uh brett marr will remain with dallas four straight extra points missed on monday night uh he became the first player in any nfl game since 1932 that is a span of 16,207 regular season and playoff contests to miss four extra point attempts according to the elias sports bureau missed three extra points during the season missed four in the game only missed three field goals this season uh during the regular season uh oh by the way he missed his final extra point of the regular season in the loss to Washington. Yeah, so it was five straight. So he had missed five in a row, but he did finally hit one the other night. Yep. So, and the crowd went crazy. Yeah, so he's back. Uh, but Brett Maher will remain a Cowboys kicker. Looking at the lines of these games coming up this weekend, we'll have the action for you here on Pirate Radio. Let's do an, uh, a midweek check, Chandler. Jaguars at Chiefs. Chiefs minus eight and a half. I am sitting firmly on the fence. Me too. <laughs> Me too. I, God, I want to lean Jags, but I, I could too. just see this being like a, I don't know. They kind of hang around and then the Chiefs late score touchdown. late and go up 13 and close them out, go up 17, something like that. I don't know. If I'm picking today give me the chiefs i was thinking you want to say jags what's more likely trevor lawrence throws four touchdowns or four interceptions four interceptions i agree on the road at kansas city four 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 interceptions so i mean he's not going to hit either one of those numbers likely but what's more likely i think the interception prone uh trevor lawrence than the touchdown prone so as we sit here today i'll take the chiefs minus the points how about you uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's what I would do, too. I, I could just see a late touchdown to put it away and to put away everybody's Jags spread hopes. Um, but this game is Saturday, right? It is Saturday, right? 4.30. What? All right. Well, guess what? what? There's another stat that continues that we talked about oh, last week. Crap. Trevor Lawrence has never lost on a Saturday. It was Ever. looking bleak. In ever. It was looking bleak on Saturday. It looked like it was going to be the first time that Trevor Lawrence lost a football game on a Saturday. But he said, hold my beer, watch this. Comes back, 31-30. They knock off the Chargers. Can he do it again on Saturday? We shall see. 
but me and Clip are leaning Chiefs. Somebody reminded him at halftime of that stat. They said, hey, bro. They said, bro, you know what's going on right now? You're about to lose your first ever Saturday game. And Trevor Lawrence said, hey, buddy, hold my beer. Watch this. He said, hold my beer twice then. It's the second time you've said that. Yeah. He like, is that his go-to phrase? Hold my beer. <laughs> he said. Hold my hair. Doug Peterson called a play for Travis Etienne, runoff tackle, and he said, hold, hold my, my beer. beer. Hold my beer. And then he went to Waffle House and people lost their minds. And then he said, hold my beer. And they said, we can't do that. Here. We, we don't serve beer. We serve waffles. Giants at Eagles. Eagles are more than a touchdown favorite in this game. Seven and a half. How are you feeling about the Giants? I'm, <laughs> I've crapped on them the entire season. I've crapped on Daniel Jones his entire career. And for that reason, I've had several non-appetizing crap sandwiches here lately just fed up to me and I've, I've got to force them down and crow sandwiches crow sandwiches with like mustard with like a um crap puree mm-hmm, delish <laughs> yeah delish so now i'm about to the point where it's time to go ahead and pick the g-man and bite the bullet <laughs> and take them plus the points and then you're going to hate them even more when they don't cover for you philly uh wins by three or four and moves on i'm leaning giants how about you yeah i mean i mean ride the hot hand i guess because they are hot right now and it is a battle between two nfc beast teams because it is the beasts another example of uh where i was wrong i said the Bengals wouldn't make the playoffs this year when they got off to a dreadful start i was riding high and then they just started to win and win and win some more. And now I like the Bengals plus the uh, five and a half against Buffalo. I think they, I think that's a field goal game. I think it's back and forth. Both teams with kind of wake-up calls in the first round. Yeah, uh, I see this being a back and forth game, just like that Monday night game was trending to be before the um, DeMar Hamlin injury. Remember, the Bengals scored. I think the Bills maybe kicked a field goal after that. The Bengals went right back, had the ball around midfield. like They were going to score again. It looked like it was going to be a fun, wild, back-and-forth shootout. I think that's kind of what we get here. Total is at 48, so mm-hmm. they are expecting a lot of points in this one. Give me give me Cincinnati plus the points. Yeah, and then the, in the last game, um, there was like it was a slow game for – uh, uh, Joe Mixon, he only had 39 rushing yards off of 11 carries. I think you could see a big game from him along alongside some of those weapons outside with Jamar Chase, T. Higgins. So, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm liking Cincy. All right. Um, are you just going to agree with every pick I have? Or? I'm I'm not agreeing. I'm just I'm saying my thoughts. You're just ha- so happen to have my same thoughts <laughs> Wait, and, same, I, and same picks. Am I stealing your thoughts? Yes, you are. That's right. what I'm trying to say. I'm a thought thief. Cowboys at Niners. I am a little. At, a, at least you're not an idea thief like me. Surely, like Natalie and Bruglia, I'm a bit torn. Oh, <laughs> the worst tagline I ever did. I did a I did a DJ gig a long long time ago when I was actually an on on air DJ at a music station. Huge flex. <laughs> that is a huge flex. Sick and uh, yes, 
you know, hashtag humble brag. <laughs> um, but that song came on, and I was I was doing in, in music. You know, you you're doing a walk up. You know what I mean by a walk up, right? Where you talk you're on talking top of while the intro is going. Yeah, on? Yeah, so oh, you yeah, walk yeah. it up to right when they start singing. And I said, and I'm not kidding you when I said that this is embarrassing for me to say, but it's one of the, I don't know why, but it came to mind. So I said, here's Natalie Imbruglia with the song Torn. And I was like, maybe she should actually, you know, sew that up. <laughs> oh, that's it. Yeah, and it was terrible. And as soon bad. as I turned the mic off, I and I was working night shift, so it was midnight to 6 a.m., <laughs> I was a, probably a little sleep deprived and I turned the mic off and I'm speaking to no one because there's no one in the building but myself. I turned my chair around and I was like, what a stupid thing to say. <laughs> Sometimes, somehow a bunch of crickets just showed up and started chirping. As, and yeah. what was really funny is um, several of my friends heard it because they were listening uh, I guess they were getting ready to go out to the clubs or whatever, and they were listening. And one of my friends called me and said, that might be the worst joke you ever tried to attempt in your life. And I was like, yeah, probably. But it's off the cuff. I like it. You gave it a shot. All you can yeah, do is attempt you know, it. But I figured, I figured nobody was listening at that hour. It was late. Great song. Chandler, are you familiar with uh, this Natalie Imbruglia's work, Torn? No, I'm not familiar. She was with from Australia, Natalie actually. Natalie Begorius. <laughs> Lying naked on the floor. Can you say her name one more time? Natalie. Embruglia. 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 Very. Umblangara. Australian singer. Very attractive. Natalie Umblangara. Did she have any other hits? That was. uh, Uh, She might have been a one-hit wonder, but uh, what a hit it was! Can you sing her song for me? And still, a stone cold fox. Oh. That was in the Foxy Lady. That was in the late nineties, early two thousands, I yeah, believe. It was. Can I yeah. sing the song for you? you You're song. a little lane. I'm already torn. I have heard that song. That's the one. Like naked on, on the floor. floor. I think nobody knows the song except for that line. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But well, yeah, I, that would do, be the I one. do know that song. Oh, I brought that up because I'm torn on this Cowboys Niners game because the talented Cowboys showed up on Monday night. Niners have been steamrolling teams for like two and a half months now. Of course, I'm taking the Niners here, but man, it would not shock me at all to see Dak and CD and Pollard and those guys get going. You get Parsons after the quarterback. Cowboys win would not shock me here, but I got to roll with my Niners, Chandler. Yeah, I mean, once again, still in my ideas. Or <laughs> still in my thoughts. I'm in your head. Yeah, I mean, the Niners are just unstoppable. Brock Purdy's playing really good football right now, trying to take over for an injured Jimmy G. He's done really good. I, have they lost a game since he's been at quarterback? Um, uh, no. I, that would be none. Zero. Zero. Zilch. Um, they just have too many weapons. Their defense is really way too good. They better enjoy this defense under D'Amico Ryans because he will be a head coach somewhere next year. Um, I, I, I think now 49ers have blown out teams in the past few weeks. I don't think it's going to be that situation this weekend. Um, and when I say a blowout, I mean, I don't think there'll be it'll be more than two touchdowns, three touchdowns. I mean, I could see them winning by between seven and ten points. Um, so it can, I think it could be a good game. I hope it's a good game. I want to see a good game because 
I did not like watching that. When I watch, when I watch playoff football, especially in the National Football League, I want to say good, good games, close games. Didn't see that Monday night. So I want to see a good game between San Francisco and Dallas. I think we'll get that. All right, let's take a break. When we return, Patrick Mason waiting in the green room will join us. On the other side, we'll talk ECU athletics. Is and he in more. jeans? Uh, he is. Yes, he is. All right. Jeans day for Patrick. He will uh, join us inside the Pirate Radio studios. When we return, Wednesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Town Insurance is your premier independent insurance agency. From maximizing opportunities to minimizing risk, Town's insurance advisors offer expert professional advice to clients of all sizes. For personal or business business insurance questions call 756-8300 today now let's head back in to prl here's clip rock back with you pirate radio live here on a wednesday something uh you folks don't know i've been watching ecu versus nc state in basketball this entire program we are 9 10 left to go in the game pirates lead by two James Legan guarding the inbound pass of Gavin Grant as Menjis is rocking. Patrick Mason uh, has never seen this game, I'm sure, uh, as he joins us here on Pirate Radio Live. Hello, Patrick. Hello, hello. Uh, and we'll talk about this with Igo, too. I think, I'm assuming he was there. I was there uh, in 213 as it was rocking that night. Patrick, first thing you noticed, because there's a lot of differences. This is like uh, one of those old games where you got two pictures side by side and you pick out the differences. A lot of differences here and uh and what you'll see say tonight when you go to Menji's for women's action or uh the next men's game next week against uh tulsa i believe but um first thing you noticed the shorts yep and the jerseys everything is so baggy very this is a very baggy era in fact this was uh getting towards the tail end of the baggy this might be like the the pinnacle the uh the top of the baggy era yep it reminds me of watching Allen Iverson. Yep. You know, just like swimming in clothes, swimming in a uniform. Makes it more amazing that ball handlers like Allen Iverson or in this game for East Carolina, Daryl Jenkins, could put the ball between their legs as easy as they did with those baggy shorts. You're right. I wonder how many turnovers were created just by baggy shorts alone. It had to be huge. <laughs> just basketball does not seem like a sport where you want clothes flying everywhere. Another thing uh, that has changed uh Menji's now the uh pirates sit on the other bench oh yeah the benches yeah. have been yeah, swapped i noticed that now uh if you look press row goes all the way along the line so on courtside seats back then court, yeah, no yeah. courtside seats back then wow and of course the uh the midcourt logo different as well so a lot of changes uh one change michael perry still in Menji's for every game he was coaching in that game with matt mccarthy now on the broadcast team uh but this was uh this was a fun night in Menji's, one of the best 
and I don't know. You you haven't probably seen. Uh, have you seen anything close to a packed house in Minji's yet? Honestly, it was probably that Memphis game last year, and I don't okay. know why. If everyone decided like this is going to be the day, it's going to be an awesome game. But there seemed to be a ton of people at that game. At least it was a fun atmosphere. But that Memphis probably, still has a big name. They still have that Penny. So. Yeah, Penny. Hart. I mean, and Memphis had all those good players last year too. But. And- the court storm after that Memphis game made it really look like an awesome atmosphere. Right, and that's maybe I'm just kind of remembering the after effects, but I mean it seemed crazy in there during the game, and yeah, the court storm was awesome. Well, this year, Memphis, uh, Houston should be like that later in the year. No matter how the Pirates are playing, you get a top five team in there. Oh yeah, you're going to see a big crowd. Yep. Uh, got a very interesting question. Oh wow, we got interesting questions from uh, from multiple people. Hard hitting questions for myself and patrick mason uh william says has being too much of a nice guy affected patrick mason's career i want to see more cutthroat writing in the reflector okay patrick your, your thoughts cut on that throat writing yeah um i i think maybe a, a column is kind of the place for some of that stuff i, I think maybe I, I brought it out a tiny bit and a couple of those columns during for football but um i don't know i it, I got to get something to get riled up about. Nothing's really been super glaring yet. I don't I, know. I, I want to see a coach call you out during a press conference. It's, yeah, I mean, yeah. baseball season is coming up. That's right. Cliff Jobin likes to get testy. I want to see, like, a um, uh, a Gundy, like, uh, holding up the newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> Patrick like, Mason <laughs> wrote this. He wrote this. Patrick Mason wrote this uh, about a kid. <laughs> I'd say thanks for reading. <laughs> All right ronnie stevens which is a fake name on youtube who i believe might have just recently changed his youtube handle to shake it like a salt shaker (laughs) great song ronnie says clip how about hitting the gym bud how about working out at the gym thank you for specifying (laughs) because i wasn't sure what you meant by hitting the gym like maybe just going to people watch just walk into the front door and bump into it and walk back. Or grabbing like a uh, value extra value meal and then going to the gym and eating it. We he, talked about this, right? The Simpsons uh, quote or Simpsons. The gime. Quote. Yeah, that's right. Hey, well, Homer walks by and says, the gime. <laughs> and then he uh, sees the workout equipment and says, oh, the gime. <laughs> Classic. Uh, shake it like a salt shaker says as long as we win who cares about the shorts they are wearing great point shake it like a salt shaker i bet you're the guy in your friend group let's pretend you have friends real quick and you're the good point guy in your friend group you point out things like that you say like as long as as x happens who cares you know as long as we win who cares about um walk-up music who cares about the uniforms just win, baby. Just win. He then says Minji's holds about 5,000, I think. It's like a Wikipedia page here. Uh, but then he actually looked it up and says 8,000. Only 3,000 off. Good effort. Then he said, we want to see you feed your face with more chicken, Clip. So, shake it like a salt shaker. Big day on the YouTube. <laughs> really active fingers. Now, shake it like a salt shaker is a song I always got confused back then. I, I want to say Yin Yang Twins. Sounds right. But like they always featured like Lil John. It wasn't a Lil John song. I was, I was thinking it was Lil John featuring Lil John. Yeah, but he needed to be like the hype guy. In the right. He yelled a little bit. I mean, it's probably honestly right around the time of this game. 
Ying Yang. That, that thing came out. Ying Yang Twins Salt Shaker. Yeah, featuring Little John and the East Side Boys. <laughs> yeah, 2002. I mean, that was a very confusing time where it was always featuring, and you never knew who the main artist was. But in that case, it was Ying Yang Twins. They had a lot of songs that sounded just alike. Shake It Like a Salt Shaker was one of those. Uh, let's see some of their other hits. So, and then <laughs> like Little hits. John and the East Side Boys have Get Low featuring the Yin Yang. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, what are we doing what are here? We doing? We're just switching drivers is all it is. <laughs> <laughs> all right, it's your time to drive. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, boy, that is uh, that'll be good trivia. Yin like, Yang Twins trivia. Who is this song by, and who was it featuring? Are they identical twins? <laughs> fraternal. The Yin Yang Fraternal Twins. <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to find more of their hits. <laughs> that might be a long search. Um, oh, wait. The Whisper song was by the Yin Yang Twins. That was a dirty song. Uh, Halftime is a really good song. I don't know that one. Yeah, dun, dun, dun. Oh, that's dun, them? Dun, 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 dun. I know what you're talking about. And I've been in this building for about 10, 15 minutes and already two songs about you guys today. At least, at least two. Torn. Yeah. And maybe another. Shake it like a salt shaker. <laughs> Mike P says, shake it like a salt shaker is peppering clip with comments. <laughs> <laughs> Good wow. stuff. Good <laughs> stuff. That's what we're here for. A new low or high, depending on your perspective. Patrick, what are you doing at six o'clock today? I will be in my perch in Minji's Coliseum. Watching some women's basketball. Writing a scathing comment, column, commentary on women's basketball. If it needs to be done. (laughs) You're you're the man for the job. So this is your second year up there. What do you think about that view up there in the corner of 213? It's all right. Uh, I mean, so I I went to, I was on, was it the court side for UNCW? And that is awesome. You can really see the speed and, you know, the size of these guys running around. But um, I don't know it. I guess I'm not really clamoring for a floor seat. It's fine. You can kind of see things unfold, but you really are kind of far away from the action. Patrick, could you please shut up for a moment? Because shake it like a salt shaker has another comment. <laughs> shut up, p <laughs> Patrick, okay. if you could shut your trap for one minute. It's hard to do. We have more we right now. glaring issues to get to. Like That's all you do, Patrick, is talk, talk, talk. That's, that's what I've been told. Shut up. That's what I've been told. Shake it like a salt shaker has the floor. <laughs> clip seriously so this is serious all the other stuff (laughs) just kind of ho-hum whatever this is serious seriously do you ever see us playing unc again in football i mean the pressing issue that was serious shake like a shawl's a lot of topic jumping around (laughs) (laughs) you can't stick on one topic you got to bounce around not satisfied with liberty needs more unc clip seriously do you ever see us playing unc again in football well, shake it. Well, Mr. Shaker, Salt Shaker, or Miss. I don't know why I should, I should assume your gender. Uh, yeah, I'll say we play UNC again in football. Yeah. No reason to say no. Yeah, we're talking about <laughs> forever. Right. I mean, it's, it's more, possible. Obviously, more and more difficult to schedule these teams, but sure. I see somewhere down the line a connection between the universities, the schools to get together and meet up once again on the football field shaker i saw shaker has more i'm gonna just call him s-i-l-a-s-s what would that spell silas Silas. thank you shirley silas says i know we play nc state two more times how about unc 
Mm-hmm. I hope we can play UNC again. The stadium is always packed when we play state and UNC in football. Man, this guy's he got a really little, like he's serious. This really likes crowds. He's being serious. No punctuation. Hey, shake it like a salt shaker. Mix in a comma, bro. <laughs> That's what pepper's for. You just toss one in there, and it looks like a little period. Hey, throw in some pep for all that salt, man. <laughs> Dude, I don't know. Uh, sure, I'd like to see him again, but there might be a call-in show for some of these football thoughts. And you know what? It's right now. 317-1250. Call in with your thoughts. No. Why not? You don't want to hear from Shake It Like a Salt Shaker? No. Shake It Like a Salt Shaker. <laughs> I would like to hear Shake It Like a Salt Shaker on the uh, on the live line. Uh, I am not one of these that is dying to play State and Carolina again. I know it's great for... we could use it certainly for money because it is a hot ticket it is a packed house in fact patrick and i were talking about um this basketball game where it's a packed house because nc state's here they're definitely not coming to play basketball again as sam hennett continues to score he dropped 30 in this game patrick Mm. sam hennett was going my my guy um shake like a salt shaker just said something that i think is super super lame he says maybe the legislator will intervene again now apparently i I guess that happened a long time ago to get the teams to play the in-state teams to play again um i just think that's lame to have like the government force teams to play football games it's incredibly lame. even though like we take advantage of that and we were on the good end of that do you want the state legislator to get involved to say ecu has to play you know (laughs) no i don't know app state or whatever absolutely no if you ask any of these coaches too they like making their own schedules figuring it out like you i don't know and i'm sure mike houston would like to see north carolina and nc state on the football field and i'm sure john gilbert would like that from the economics of it all but being forced to play a team it's lame i mean i don't know everything is so hypocritical you see it all the time where ecu why are we playing home and home versus liberty yet we want a home and home against power five teams while at the same time we don't like that power five distinction but we acknowledge it is a real thing when we're trying to schedule these games i I say maybe this is off off topic a little bit but i think you make it a thing when everyone carries that ridiculous p6 flag around <laughs> yeah we're nuts we're, we are certainly acknowledging that we're not in the yeah. power five that, by carrying if you think the power five is fake the p6 is yes, definitely fake insane. they brought that thing to birmingham or it was brought to birmingham was it really it. yeah oh dear i was like just lose that on the bus <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Oh, now we got hey, some cut here. Woo, we get hot over here. Dude, calm Sam down. Back, Sam back. Mr. Nice calm, Guy. Calm down. I think not. That foolish flag. Lose that, it on yeah. the bus. Man. <laughs> maybe uh maybe Juwan Powell could take it home with him when he leaves hey. at halftime. <laughs> man, so man, I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall in the media room or the media booth for the Birmingham Bowl to see the disgusting look on patrick mason's face <laughs> it was, it was when ecu was, runs out of the tunnel with that p6 flag he's like dude really like smoke steam coming out of I his couldn't nose believe it crossed state lines couldn't believe it <laughs> that should be illegal that stuff here <laughs> bringing that flag across state lines multiple state lines yeah what are we doing here yeah all right 
i don't know what we accomplished that segment but it was quite fun for me open mouth say things uh let's take a break we'll come back when we return we'll see if shake like a salt shaker has more comments and uh your comments as well he told you good night so on you facebook and youtube good night now we'll uh, have more for you talking more pirate athletics with the p mace when we return on the show after this listening to hour two of pirate radio live do you need custom t-shirts apparel or promotional items for your business organization or event keep it local print it local with university sportswear contact them today at university sportswear enc.com now back to the show welcome back country mart has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years and is your premier country store serving the best cheese biscuits and country food around They're open every day and have two locations in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. And both Country Mart locations are top-of-the-line fuel stations serving shell gas, including 93 ethanol-free high-octane gas. Country Mart, filling you up with great food and your ends Ladies and gentlemen, that train of thought just jumped the tracks. There are no survivors. Now let's head back to the show. I was trying to say your engines with great gasoline. That just went wildly off track. All right. Well, Patrick Mason and I will get it back on track. And William on YouTube is fired up. He said, that's what I'm talking about, Mason. Then when they use your last name. Yeah. No, fired up. You made him proud. boy, Mason. Let's go, Mace. All right. Uh, Patrick, women's hoops tonight, men's hoops tonight. No Javon Small on Sunday. And it showed for ecu in the loss to usf it really did you could tell early that they were really tentative on offense like they weren't sure just almost how to operate the offense it it was very you know your turn here you have the ball you have the ball um we we definitely saw more in the second half though guys kind of figuring out um moving toward the basket but i think this is going to be an ongoing thing and i think tonight will be a really good um test for them just to say all right we kind of know javon is out a couple days ahead of time and here's what we're going to do about it so i think you know caleb account it's going to have a lot on his shoulders, um, you know, essentially being the point guard. And, yeah, it's just going to be going to take over for this offense. Well, we saw, and we count played a lot of minutes, but we saw plenty of times out there where there was no true point guard on the court. So you would have Felton, uh, Walker at times. Yep. Uh, I think I saw Brandon Johnson take it down the court one time, <laughs> yeah. playing a little point forward. <laughs> so it is point guard by committee. And you're right. I mean, in the transition, that's fine. I mean, you can get RJ and those guys going down the court and and hopefully finish. But when you are in your set offense after a made basket or whenever the defense is allowed to get back down the court, that's when you, I don't know, you're kind of concerned about just, like you said, getting things going. Very much concerned. I mean, Javon is really probably the true, maybe the only true real ball handler on that team. And obviously he can create his own shot, which is huge at that position, but he also just passes and he has, you know, leads the team in assists. So when you take that away, obviously you're leading score a ton of points, but the assist part is huge because that was just kind of setting up the entire offense. You know, you cut to the basket, here's the ball, um, stuff like that. It's just not happening now or it's going to have to come from other spots. So they're going to be in a tough stretch here without Javon. All right, there was two minutes of real talk. We go back to YouTube comments now. <laughs> Ed the Cat TV. Nice. 
does clip have a hooters hat yes is britney spears at pirate radio who what spears spears this is, is what he said patrick that is a reference to mike patrick asking about britney spears during uh the okay okay that the key moments in a college football it's like alabama lsu uh-huh. <laughs> the kicker was literally going on yeah, the field yeah. to kick a game-winning field goal in overtime and this person always brings that up and Pat- is that like the anniversary of this moment <laughs> no no they just like to bring this up and we always talk about it because i like doing mike patrick impersonation mike patrick holy literally cow. asked man what is britney doing with her life and his color guy was like todd black who spears and he, and he said norm- spears it's the normal uh is she here <laughs> is she here? That's do we care <laughs> yep britney spears will always uh bring her into the program if uh if brought up so there you this go insanity what is britney doing with her life these days who <laughs> well done <laughs> thank you um and okay my god let's get back to real sports talk all right patrick uh ecu like an eight eight and a half point dog tonight to temple who will play with i believe a big man we didn't see and damian dunn kinston product will play tonight yeah the first time ecu got them at home they were missing a couple scores and ecu missed 15 free throws 15 15 um and they lost by two so you think that was a game they should have had and now it just gets tougher you're on the road and temple gets guys back you're without your leading guy so yeah i I think that spread is probably pretty accurate it's going to be you know probably a challenge just got to keep it close yeah all right that's going on tonight women in action tonight at six o'clock pirate football patrick has seen uh since we talked well we haven't talked in a couple weeks so there's been even more uh transfers out the door but here recently just in the last week emmanuel hickman Rick DeBrew, who committed to TCU today. I saw that. That's yeah. interesting. Taji Hudson, Andre Pagis, Malik Fleming. I think that is the list uh, since uh, this time last week. And uh, Malik Fleming and Emmanuel Hickman. We knew we were losing a ton and just about all the offensive production from last year. At quarterback, all of it. At running back, a huge chunk of it with Mitchell. At receiving, a huge chunk of it with really – Shane Calhoun, Jalen Johnson being your your main two guys back. But now defensively, you look at the guys that graduated and Hickman and Juwan Powell and now Malik Fleming out the door. Yeah. (laughs) Hickman as well, a cornerback. I mean, you are replacing all your offense production and most of your defensive stops. I know. It's kind of crazy. We're going to, like, this next year is going to be an entirely different team. I mean, like you said, we knew some were leaving, but this is just, it's everywhere. And it's a key positions. Um, I think they were, I mean, they already needed cornerback help. We saw that during the year. Um, you know, you're losing your best corner in Malik now. I mean, there's literally every position you can point to and say that needs beefed up. Yeah, and that will be the job of Mike Houston before the Pirates uh, hit the field in Ann Arbor. Still going to have plenty of additions to this roster, you would think. Yeah, it's it's in a weird spot. Like, I wonder if, is this just what happens over the course of, you know, this is normal college football? I just feel like there is a lot that's leaving. This wonder, number seems higher than it, it than does. Normal. It, it does, and and that, I, I guess if with all these, especially the guys going to the you know NFL draft, 
you just wonder, like, man, could you really have capitalized a little more on this past season? You know, I, I don't know. Well, as far as the team? Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean... Well, just because guys are going to the draft, I mean, they're going to get drafted. Right, but but, <laughs> I, mean, but I guess... In fact, you're not... I mean... But but I guess to be eligible for the draft, you got to have at least three years, right? So it's just yeah. theoretically, you have right, experience at right, right. the position. And, but, I know, totally, I know what you're saying. You, know, you can easily go to Canada or just not hook on anywhere, but... I mean, I could say I'm maybe not. I could say I'm going to the draft. Well, look at the games uh, ECU lost this year. I mean, you were hit pretty good by Tulane and Houston. Yeah, and that's that's going to happen. Should you know Navy game should have won that one. Uh, state game should have could have would have. Yeah. Um, you've got uh, Cincinnati right there in that one. So yeah, I mean the the record certainly could have been better uh but uh yeah ended with eight wins and i I guess the only thing i'm just mulling over my head is you're gonna next year is probably gonna be maybe a little bumpier than you anticipated yeah maybe maybe this is where you say you know especially with the program like you thought in a good spot with mike houston like we're we're in rebuild mode right and that's what i mean maybe development isn't linear maybe you still can get better by just having kind of a rocky year and a lot of guys who are going to be important in 2024 kind of get playing time now and go through it now so maybe you can kind of look at it through that lens. I know it's hard to say this now in January, but it'll be interesting to see how these things look you know, in a few months. Patrick, uh, your Bears have the first pick in the NFL draft. Yeah, it's, it's exciting. Who are they taking? Um, I think they're going to trade it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think they need to. That whole roster needs help. You just need more picks. Stick with Fields at quarterback. Trade yeah. the pick. Get some help around him. Yeah, yeah. try to get an extra you know, three picks or something from that thing. I mean, you got to get guys, so. What is Chandler doing? I don't know. Do you know what that means, Patrick? Break. Yep, that means break. I think he's ready for you to go because this is it with Patrick. Uh-huh. You ready to see? All right. He's been talking get, too much. Get out of here. Yeah, could you be quiet? Oh, man, please, no, please. Go ahead. I'm what is Brittany doing Shut this up and leave. <laughs> who? Brittany. Brittany who? Spears. Spears. What is she doing with her career? <laughs> Why do we care at this point? <laughs> Silence. Is she here? <laughs> I don't think so. Still is one of the football fan. Oh, I'm sure she is. One of the weirdest she announcer comments. And yeah, there's the gateway to field goal. Georgia, Georgia from the 25. 25. <laughs> Thank you for pulling that up, Shirley. Uh, I right. knew we had it. I just had to find it. P Mace, we'll uh, talk to you later. All right. See, see you in Minji's. Yep. Tonight and next Tuesday. Uh, for the men's action next Tuesday against Tulsa. Tonight, the women taking on Cincinnati. Take a timeout. Come back. Hour 3, Pirate Radio Live. Stephen Igo, Booty Bag, all coming your way. We're back after this. listening to hour three of pirate radio live this hour of prl is brought to you by bud light reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly bud light the official beer of the ecu pirates and proudly distributed by carolina eagle distributing since 1989 now back to the show welcome back to get the business services that are right for your business today contact the team of experienced local bankers at first bank the team includes bankers you can trust like ashley caps lee watson bonner latham Chris Richards, Josh Hooten, and Heath Nesbitt. 
First Bank, together with their customers, they're creating a world where individuals and communities thrive. First Bank on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is your host, Cliff Rock. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live on a Wednesday. ECU knocks off NC State in basketball. Crowd rushed the court. 30 points for Sam Hennett in the win. Now we have gone further back in time. ECU and Marquette facing off in Bring back oh, the old court. I was there. The I old, the whole game. court? Everything. But really? definitely that court design. Huh. All right. It's, I mean, in reality, uh, it's probably better what it is now. But I I don't love the midcourt logo now. Okay. At least the little Williams Arena Yeah. Yeah. banner. Would you like Pirates written in the current font we use yeah i think that would be pretty sweet or just go with the script that's the, on the, the script would be yeah, cool the script. Yeah, you go with the uh the script um one thing patrick mason chandler everybody noticed uh in the state game and this was like four years before that but the shorts and even the shorts oh, yeah. in this game crazy man uh, i mean the short length. james ligan like you can only see his ankles Dwayne <laughs> <laughs> um, wade look at young d wade looking like a little kid about to score points but uh anyway got something to watch during the show i go watching Derek wiley's smooth free throw stroke yeah i saw a lot of made free throws in that last game we watched uh daryl jenkins was sinking oh, late yeah. for east carolina was there was everybody in this building right now at this game i was not sure i thought you were a true power no. you're talking about the marquette game yeah. yes i was there um that was wow so chandler not a true pirate I was like four years old. So, you were a pirate out of the womb. You said you would have been there if, if you were a true pirate. When's your first football game you went to? Uh, I was probably a baby. There you go. Uh, Case closed. You so, probably, you're one of those, what are you, a wall hill? He was probably watching UNC at home. No, he was no, watching the was different it? team. Don't, no, don't put that on are me. Are you watching the pack? No. Okay. I was a, I'm a pirate through and through. Okay. Pirate... Born and bred, pirate when I'm dead. You e- hear me? E-Roll Bing is in this game. How'd you say his name? <laughs> you said E-Roll Bing. Just crapping on pirate legends wow. like that? This is probably the best lineup of pirate basketball players that ECU ever had. <laughs> ever? Well, I'm just saying That's like the a best sad starting statement. five. How many games did this team win? <laughs> probably 10. But you, know, you can't tell me this was not the most exciting era of ECU basketball. Okay, it was, but... They would I mean, win. Look at that Mikulas turn around in the paint. I mean, that's Swish. beautiful. I mean, Gabriel Mikulas. They would score like fifty-seven points a game. I don't care. And we're man. saying that's the most exciting. Minji, if you were in Minji's Coliseum, I know. During those days, it was absolute insanity. 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 <laughs> that's how insane it was. It wasn't even insanity. It was insanity every single night. A lot of that was well. Okay. Again, we look at these things in purple colored glasses. When ECU played DePaul at home, it was not like that. That was like the only two games that wasn't like that was DePaul and St. Louis. Every other game <laughs> yeah. was insane because it was Marquette, Louisville, Louisville. Cincinnati. Yeah. You you went from the CAA, and no disrespect to those teams because those were fun games too. But when Rick Patino was coming in and Marquette, I mean, it was like that Conference USA was loaded. Well, I will say this that's uh, when my my parents first started going to games my dad when they joined conference yeah, usa I mean, it was he's crazy. a big college basketball fan he's like i can go see these teams play 
15 minutes down the road let's do it and he's been there ever since is is it tom crane the head coach yep uh of marquette here yes i saw him on a panel the other night i think it was the halftime of ecu basketball game i think i watched the replay yeah yeah it was one of those games um the uh tom crane brother-in-law of the harbaugh's maybe i think so sounds right his spouse right here i'm looking at it Joni harbaugh there we go throwing out little tidbits for you folks bill uh bill harrian has some mike schwartz in him down on his knees coaching i also remember squat position one thing i remember about this is pregame the team's coming on the court and like the last two guys in the marquette line were diener and his little brother it was like a didn't they have two diener yeah and i just remember my dad saying look at those little guys they let on the team yeah like they probably are really good have grades and then diener came out busting just and we were like threes. oh my god yeah this guy definitely earned his spot uh the diener boys uh fun times in Minji's i go not so fun times right now in Minji's or just in general general in uh, life wow mickey is balling <laughs> i just remember harryan used to stomp the floor oh, yeah. i mean greg greg haranda yeah was the floor stomper the yeah assistant. but harryan used to do it too harry but... was just all over the day he's already got his coat off yep he's already sweating bullets over there um yeah the you know this basketball season for ecu as we fast forward several years into the future um you know, I'm not going to say I'm like down on the coaches of the team or anything. Neither am I. Like, I, I, I still am really excited about the future of the program, but it just, man, we went from really competitive, fun basketball to is ECU going to win like two more games the rest of the way overnight? And on that note, ECU has 10 wins right now. I had them going, uh, going into the season. I go at ECU at 12 wins. You had ECU at 14 wins. So I said, let's combine our total, go 13, 17. It's looking very possible. As of right now, I asked Chandler this earlier, who's who's more likely to be, be right, myself with 12 wins or you with 14? Probably you. Or us in the middle. <laughs> I honestly think 13 is, is doable. I mean, you still look at the stretch. And, you know, even tonight's game is not unwinnable. Do I think they'll win? No. Without Javon Small, it is. I mean, probably. But, you know, it would not – shock me if they won sure but either way i'm expecting them to lose you know tulsa wichita back back at home you could probably get one of those you could get two you could get zero you could get zero <laughs> as we saw on sunday uh at south florida you know are they going to shoot 57 percent from three-point range again who knows smu like, you can still get two in that stretch yeah, yeah. there are winnable game. games I mean, coming up it's just but they just looked so even when they scored on sunday it was like late shot clock guy just kind of dribbling around throwing up a prayer and a lot of those went in you know without luigi debo's presence they would have lost by like 40 points on sunday i mean they could not stop uh Tachua inside they couldn't stop tyler harris i mean they didn't look comfortable and you would expect that though your best player not only your best player the guy who's touching the ball the majority of the time you know if you lose that it's just such a blow and unfortunately the one guy ecu could not afford to lose was javon small They've lost them, and it's going to take time for them to learn how to play without them. And 
unfortunately tonight you're going against another elite point guard in Khalif Battle. So I was thinking about that. Who was the most valuable player on this team that you couldn't lose? And I was thinking, is it Small or Johnson? I think it's 100% Small. Uh, and the reasons I oh, it was a push-off, Belton Rivers? Headband. Um, I was thinking Johnson maybe just because if he if he's gone, like nobody's rebounding. You know, yeah, you're and right. he's adding points. And I, I was, I'd say Those Johnson, but sure. it's it's whatever. It's I think Javon just because like he touches every play, but certainly Johnson would be second. You know, one B. Um, but I mean, it would just you if could, we had you Winston could, Tabs, it would be Johnson because you could have somebody that could come in and play that guard position. Although he's not a he's not a, a point. They don't yeah. really have another point. Like Caleb account is the only other true point. He's just not. You know, he's not ready to be honest. Jaden I mean, Walker. Jaden Walker. Brandon Johnson yeah. ran some point the other I day. I mean, <laughs> R.J. Felton was bringing it up with yeah. full sleeves at one point. I'm like, what's going on here? R.J. Felton, the last two home games, has made first-half wardrobe changes. Uh, yeah. The game before, he changed his shoes oh, really? after, like, one media timeout. This game, he uh, he went without the sweatshirt for uh, after one media timeout. I think it might have been before the media timeout. So Yeah, uh, it was. Uh, I think it was. He tries to get a... It's a double dribble, Diener. Tries to get a feel for uh, for what he's got wearing out there and changes it up. Uh, we got a football question, Kenny, that I will give to Igo in a moment after our basketball discussion. But, uh, again, this is not a criticism of Mike Schwartz uh, right now. I still like what he's doing. I'll tell you this, Igo. He is the best question answerer <laughs> Yeah, I mean, currently he, and maybe of all time when it comes to ECU coaches. He doesn't dance around anything. He gives it to you straight. You know, the one thing you could say with Mike Schwartz, you know, there was talk when he first took the job, should he have brought in more transfers? It's specifically, I remember talking about on the board, should he bring in a transfer point guard? Because there was a lot of questions about that position. Nobody knew Javon Small was going to be as good as he was as Mikulas takes a three. Don't remember that happening too much. But um, either way, I was distracted. I think you could say maybe he should have taken another transfer or two, but I'm, you know, first as time opposed coach, to what bringing in, you know, five, six freshmen. Okay. Which he did. Um, but, you know, he came, it's always tough. I mean, you can get guys through the portal, but sometimes you don't really know what you're getting. Argument can be made. Same thing with high school recruits, but he wanted to build that way. And we'll see, you know, how much, how many of those guys he retains and progresses. You know, that's how they did it at Tennessee for the most part. So, that's kind of the mold he he grew up in the last few years, and we'll see how that transpires going forward. But I, you know, I, I think you're going to have to hit the portal for a guy or two this off season now that you kind of know what you have, and you see the rest of this league, and you look at who Conference USA or the teams coming from Conference USA are legit, man. Yeah, FAU's top twenty five. I mean, now. North Texas is good. I mean, there's there's some really good teams coming over. It's not like ECU's just going to be able to roll the ball out next year and. And, and beat those teams do you remember off the top of your head i go so who was like committed coming here like when schwartz took the job like and and who was added after he got here do you remember that off the top of your head because i'm saying like everybody was was added okay all right so, so he did kind of make the call of high school yeah. versus portal okay that was there was question. uh there was maybe one or two guys who were committed earlier but then you know, Dooley was planning to use basically exclusively the portal to gotcha. bring some guys in. All right. So we'll see what his strategy is kind of moving forward, I guess. Yeah. So who's leaving off this year's team? 
Uh, Luigi DeBeau and probably Dave Kasong and I, at least from a scholarship perspective, I think he's in his last, you know, he, he was put on scholarship yeah. because Elijah Jones left. Yeah. But I think that's just for the rest of the semester as a, as a walk-on transfer. He's a, you know, he's a grad student. He might have another year of eligibility left, but either way, um, right now they would have two scholarships to play with. They already got Sierra Malonga signed, so they have at least one free scholarship. But, you know, what are the chances everybody returns? So you're probably looking at a couple, two, three, four additions maybe. All right, uh, let's take a break. We'll come back. Uh, Kenny has a question regarding the NFL PA Bowl. We'll uh, discuss that and some pirate football and more when we return with Stephen Igo. Also, we'll make you a winner. Open up the booty bag. It's all ahead on Pirate Radio Live on a Wednesday. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Russell's Clothing in downtown Washington has everything you need for game day or any other day for men and women. Whether it's dress, casual, or even a formal occasion, Russell's has you covered. Russell's has served Eastern North Carolina and beyond for 40 years with quality clothing and personal service. Russell's Clothing on Main Street in downtown Washington, part of Pirates Supporting Pirates. Now let's head back in to uh, Pirate Radio Live. Here's Clip Rock. All right, Chandler, got to be feeling good. He knew something before Steve and I go. This is very (laughs) rare. Anytime this happens with me, I get very excited. I, I feel great. I, I was I, I went in there hoping he hadn't heard the news, and he said, "Did he really?" I had some transfer portal news. So Chandler, beat me to the punch. Break that news for everyone. Breaking news, folks. Add it to the list, Clipper. Mm. Macy O'Donnell is transferring with one year of eligibility left. Macy O'Donnell, Pirate running back slash, slash receiver, receiver slash slot teams guy. guy. Uh, okay. Another one bites the dust. That's like someone going up to Schefter and being like, hey, Shefty. <laughs> Feels good, huh? Oh, man. I'm beaming with pride right now. I know. Maybe you I'm should. proud of you, man. Thanks. Uh, so, yeah. When you I break go. it, can you say per Chandler Honeycutt? <laughs> yes. I mean, you broke it to me, so. Uh, it's actually per his Twitter account. Uh, he announces yeah. uh, that he is transferring from with one year of eligibility. All right, um, Steve. What's up? Very, uh, very depressing um, VIP chat this week. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I broke the news, not Chandler, uh, that Malik Flynn was going to hit the portal in that VIP chat, and then it just turned into a basically a. I don't really know. It's Our football program is in absolute shambles, a, folks. A cesspool of. Uh, back and forth but we, i mean we talked about this with patrick mason and, and i've kind of mentioned it too that from a outside looking in view stability with mike houston the coordinators all that stuff uh, ecu is in a a decent spot but at some point you got to figure out the personnel and well here's the thing please all right please. everybody needs to back off the ledge 
first off, because all these guys would not even have a chance. Macy O'Donnell being one. Malik, Jaira, uh, DeBru, uh I guess Hickman wouldn't fall in that category. But all these guys would not have an opportunity to stay at ECU another year if it wasn't for the COVID year. So I think what you're seeing with the portal is not only NILs driven in some cases, but also COVID year slash just overall fatigue. I think guys and my dad and I were talking about this the other day, like they have their degree, they've been at the school for so long, they got one year left, and they're kind of like, like, what am I still doing here? Unless it's just the perfect situation for him, for them, why not go and try another place? Why not try and improve my NFL stock at said school or whatever? And in reality, like it's probably not going to work in every case. You know, for a guy like Rick DeBrew, he lands at a good spot at TCU. He's got talent, but you know he's got to keep maturing, or else he's you know he probably won't play much there like he did at ECU. So every situation is a little bit different, but I do think the COVID year has affected a lot of this but you also have to remember ecu it's not like the coaches have just been saying oh we're gonna have these guys be our starters for the next five years like they've been recruiting guys yeah those players just haven't played so yes as fans we may not know who the next guy is but it's not like they haven't been preparing for this and you have the transfer portal you know to supplement that so like mason garcia he's been the program three years you know, yes, he might struggle at times, but he's got just as high, if not a higher ceiling, Holt Naylor's. You have seven scholarship running backs in the room right now. Um, you've got receivers who have been in the program. You've got several defensive linemen left. I think at linebacker, they've upgraded the talent. It'll just be new faces. Defensive back is, is a question mark, a legitimate question mark, but they ranked 130th in pass defense last year. I think you're getting more size more athleticism on the back end with some of the guys coming in especially at corner so you know the team went eight and five last year it was a solid season but it's not like they were you know uh, american athletic conference champions so i don't think a reset in some ways is the worst thing in the world like i think we saw the we saw all the experience come back last year and they were improved in some areas but they still have the same regular season record so like I still think there are some ways the program can keep moving forward, even with less experience. Yeah, coming that's back. one way to look at it. Another way is they they get worse. They could, <laughs> but okay. but I mean we won't know. Like to yeah. me, I'm excited about the off season for all the question marks slash storylines. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, yeah. Look, when there's unknown, people are going to be uncomfortable. That's natural. Yeah, I'm sure it makes the coaches uncomfortable. But I look at a guy like Siobhan Revel who's 6'2", runs a 4'4". ECU hasn't had a corner with that athleticism and size and since I've been covering the program. So, like, yeah, he may not pan out, but if he does, he could be an NFL player. So you've got situations like that from guys we've never seen play before who are now going to get their chance. Some will work out. Some won't. You know, that's just the way it is. But, you know, I don't think the program is, like, in a bad, in bad shape or in shambles like some – they're just following on Instagram or Facebook and saying, why is everybody hitting the portal? Like, what's yeah. going on? Like, every situation's a little bit different. And, you know, I'm kind of excited to see some of these guys step into to roles that have been waiting for them. Steven, I go hoist the colors joining us. Did you see what I was Googling a moment ago? Uh-uh. All right. Who, uh, what NBA player just walked on the Minji's court a moment ago in this game we're watching? What future? So, not Dwayne Wade. <laughs> no. Not Travis Diener. No. Who is it? It is, and I was going to say his name wrong until I wanted to Google his stats. I was going to say Nick Novak. Oh, wow. Steve Novak. 
Steve Novak. How many three-pointers I go did Steve Novak hit in his NBA career? How many seasons did he play? He played from 06 to 2017. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go... Jeez. There's, what, 72 NBA games a season? 82. 82. Uh times that by three times <laughs> how many, all right hold on, let me do all right do here. your math i like that you're taking this question seriously all right um all right how many seasons did oh, he play yes he played from uh 06 07 to 16 17 so 12 years mm, 11 years 11 years i'm gonna say uh 2500 2500 yeah he had 575 <laughs> So. I did three times 82. Wait, I may have done something wrong. <laughs> I mean, he had a lot of threes. 575. Yeah, had, I, I did. I could count it for three a game, which was way too many. His best years were uh, New York and his best seasons, where he hit 282 one year, 351 in 12 13. So, Steve See, Novak. I, I times it. He hit three for 82 games every season of his career. And that. Oh, I see what you're saying. So like, yeah. I thought he was a much better NBA player than he was. Nah, he had, but he had like a run of three years where he played a lot for the Knicks. I remember. Makes sense. Was I, he was doing the uh, double check thing? Uh, crowd was going crazy. Uh, Kenny had a question, and after Chandler broke that football news, he said maybe Chandler should answer my questions. So Chandler, I'm gonna give you the question. What do you know about the NFL PA Bowl that uh, Holt Naylor is playing in? uh only thing i know it's uh as a game a lot like the hula bowl where you know some of college football's best athletes will get to showcase in front of scouts throughout the week um and they'll play a game at the end of the week and that's about it i got anything to add to that it's pretty much on it i mean the only thing i can add is uh you know it's it's higher prestige than the hula bowl it's not the senior bowl i, I don't know where it ranks next to the east there's the east uh west shrine game mm -hmm. as well yeah there's like four or five of these games and i think the nfl pa is second or third in line so basically it's just a chance for holton to get more recognition and you know i heard y'all debating like surgery that he had scheduled versus recognition i think it's an opportunity he's got to take advantage of mm -hmm. and try to showcase and you know the more people you can get in front of the more people you can talk to it's only going to help you uh bubba says belton rivers passed away last july R.I.P. Wow. to the former pirate guard. Sub. Uh, Robert Dietrich says ECU will have four to six wins next year. Lack of starting experience, but expect better in 2024. There's is, his projection. Is ECU building for the college football playoff expansion? Yeah, let's build up for that year. In fact, we've uh, weakened our schedule for that year to, uh, to rack up wins. Now, I say that. Pirates will be maybe underdogs at Liberty. Yeah, I mean, if I did... <laughs> Guess the line for two years? No, I would say yeah, yeah. I would say uh, Liberty would be favored in that game. Uh, you know, but let's go all in for twenty twenty four. Why not? Why not? And to me, you know, it's next year's schedule. If I had to put it over under win total, I'd probably go six and a half. I mean, I think there is unknowns. I think they, they could easily have another seven eight one season, but they could also have a five six one season. Yeah, it, there's there's two unknown with the conference coming in um a lot of guys leaving like the team like utsa is losing a ton but they're bringing their quarterback back from a really good team 
he's like going in his seventh year of eligibility or something like that so uh you know there's just so much the, the covid stuff is really i think it you know only inflames some of the stuff even more and i think once we get through the next few years and guys will no longer have a, an extra covid year you know you, you guys heard noah henderson talk about the other day you know why go pro now you have the covid year he just like look i got my degree it was time to move on and a yeah. lot of guys feel that way whether it's hit the portal you know go pro try to go pro they're just ready to move on like five years of college in one place that's a long time yeah no doubt all right good stuff i go uh your sleeper team to win the super yeah, bowl this year pick. is you gone. didn't text me back by the way sorry about that like usual yeah you did text me about the last of us though so. yeah the last of us was great i don't i don't want to talk sports man yeah i'm gonna talk uh entertainment the last of us was really good have you watched it yet yeah yeah that was good good stuff i uh, played the game enjoyed it a lot and one of the best video games i've played definitely as far as the story arc so love the actor too he was the guy that was the um was it the viper in game yep. of thrones he's also the mandalorian the Mandalorian voice he uh, just has a thing for taking uh he's only in awesome stuff yeah i mean he's just <laughs> incredible roles yeah uh so uh enjoyed that looking forward to that how about uh all right who's your new sleeper team to win it all jaguars <laughs> nobody i think it's gonna be pretty uh pretty basic from here on i think it's gonna be eagles i think it's gonna be all Still higher don't seeds. believe in the niners huh yeah i mean i think cowboys are gonna top the niners I think it'll be eagles cowboys and then bills chiefs all right which where will that game even be played uh hot lana that'll be it'll be weird to see kind of the atmosphere if that, that ends up happening now you would expect the bills to travel right like that's kind of their thing the but chiefs like, have a great fan base too though yeah do it will will nfl fans travel like college sports fans that's or the is question it just like a random smattering of football fans that show up for that game because it could be cool like the super bowl is so corporate i mean how many diehard fans are there i guess some in the upper deck but for this championship game maybe you'll see like diehards right. on both sides it could be an interesting atmosphere all right, Iga. I know you got a. Sp- All right. Are you going to Minji's? No, I'll be watching though. I got uh, gotta watch my kid. Gotta go pick him up. All right, we'll go pick him up. Bring bring him next time. Okay. Yeah, I'll do that. We will take a break as we do. We will make you a winner. Maniacs are just going insane. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. you're gonna say something (laughs) by the way before y'all do say something and announce what color they need to be i would love one of those those shirts i would (laughs) love i mean i've been news we got some on the way they're on the way chandler and they've been stuck be patient for two years be patient covid really wrecked our uh transportation system yeah and there's these hoisted color shirts are still in transit they'll be here before you know it all right I can't wait to wear mine. It's going to be awesome. What and a day around town. it will be. All right. What are we giving away today, Shirley? Shrimp taco lunch courtesy of Chico's. Sounds awesome. What color are we looking for? I'm going to go with color eight. All right. Color eight, 317-1250. We're back with more Pirate Radio Live on a Wednesday after this.
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Congratulations to Tim Randall of Greenville was our winner today. Picked up a shrimp taco lunch courtesy of Chico's. Grab your amigos and head to Chico's and enjoy your favorites like shrimp tacos, steak and chicken fajitas, burritos, enchiladas, ACP, and more. Plus, ice cold cervezas and Chico's famous margaritas are always available. For Mexican food and fun, it's got to be Chico's. Now let's head back into the show. Here is Clip Rock. All righty. Welcome back into the program. Peter Schrager reporting that the uh, Buffalo Bills offensive coordinator Ken Dorsey will interview for the Carolina Panthers head coaching job on Saturday. Interesting, he'll be doing that one day before the champion the uh playoff game against the Bengals. Chandler, uh, I think I know your answer here. Uh what would your excitement level be for Ken Dorsey as head coach? On a scale of 1 to 10, a 4. Yeah. I think you've talked about him in the past where you He's I mean, he's got connections with Carolina. He was uh the quarterbacks coach for years uh, was Cam Newton's quarterbacks coach in Carolina under Ron Rivera um, for several years. Uh, so he's familiar with the area, familiar with the franchise. Um, so and obviously doing a really good job. I believe this is his first year as the offensive coordinator. In fact, it is because last year it was Brian Dayball that was the offensive coordinator for the Bills. Now, obviously, is in the playoffs with the Giants. Maybe coach of the year in the NFL. So. All right, uh, other news and notes regarding Charlotte sports teams. Uh, we got CBS Sports giving out midseason grades for every NBA team. Mm-mm-mm. Two teams in the league have Fs. I'm going to say, can I guess? <laughs> well, uh, one in the Western Conference, one in the Eastern Conference. Hornets and Rockets. Hornets have an F. Rockets have a... Trying to find their logo. A C. Wow. A F to the Minnesota Timberwolves. Hmm. So, it was just last year Patrick Beverly was taking off his jersey and getting <laughs> on and getting on the scores table as they won a playing game. Was that really it was last a, year? It was a playing game. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> hey and now they are receiving an F. Well, it was just last year the Hornets were they in a playing game last year or the year before? They, they were in it last year because back-to-back years they, they got 30. their ass kicked. Yeah, so uh, they are awful. I don't follow them, and I don't follow the NBA. They have I, this is the least I've followed the NBA in forever, and it's due to the Hornets just being the worst team literally in the NBA. And it, I just don't care. They hired a guy that they fired a few years ago. Yeah, I mean, what sense does it's, it doesn't make any sense it's at stupid. all? Stupid. It, 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 it Hire turned, a guy that you fired. It turns me off to the entire thing. So, have you ever seen something happen like that in sports? Maybe somewhere, but like rarely. One time, my favorite football team that I root for, um, hired an offensive coordinator before they hired a head coach, and then they just made that guy the head coach, Jim Zorn. I was gonna say Jay Gruden. No, nah, they hired him as a head coach. They hired Jim Zorn to the team and like still did head coach interviews and then said, we're just going to make Jim Zorn the head coach. 
What the world? That is sickening. How tacky is that? These are what this is what my team does, man. We, I, look, we need to come up with like a list of some of the tackiest things that's ever happened in sports. That's got to be up there. And also hiring a coach that you fired a few years ago. Yeah. You fired the guy that you replaced with him. And then hired the guy <laughs> that you fired to replace with him. I mean, stupid things go on in the real world, then uh, that means they also go on in sports. And we see it all the time. And uh, just over and over again. All right. Um, Shirley, what's going on? <laughs> Nothing. But you had you mentioned Holton uh, playing in the, uh, what is it, the NFL PA game. Yeah. Uh, Zay Winstead was in the College Gridiron Showcase, um, which also is kind of like uh, an opportunity for players to... Um, Do they have to fight Mike Tyson? <laughs> no, no. I think, it was, uh, I think it was in Texas, I believe. Um, but uh, it featured uh, scouts from uh, the NFL and the CFL, Okay. And uh, so Zay had a chance to go out there and showcase his talents. So we'll see what happens there. All right. Good eye there, Shirley. Also, keep your eye open because it is almost time for you to uh, have updates on every ECU you minor bet. league baseball yeah. player. <laughs> yeah, I've been keeping a close eye on that. I've, you know, I've been uh, kind of checking in. Uh of course, the uh, major pitchers that we keep an eye on as far as the minors go, Gavin Williams, Carson Wisenhunt, um, Connor Norby with the Orioles organization. I'm also keeping an eye on, uh, let's see, Sean Armstrong signed a year uh, contract with the Rays, if my memory serves correctly. And then uh, Jeff Hoffman was released by the Cincinnati Reds, so he is looking for a new home, so we'll keep an a close eye on that but uh, of course alec burleson will keep will keep tabs on him to see where he starts the season likely we'll, we'll, we'll ask be, him tomorrow yeah we'll ask we'll him ask tomorrow him that's right him. and uh so but not only that but guys that are in the minors bryant packard bryson Worrell, uh cj mayhew uh i'll go down the line that i can remember off the top of my head um thomas francisco Jay, couple of agnosis couple of agnosis um and uh oh then my bl- my mind just went blank Jake but washer yes jake washer um so we we've got a lot of guys that we'll keep up with uh throughout uh minor league baseball season no doubt we'll let you know what is going on with all those pirates in the pros we got a ton of them in baseball right now in minor league baseball trying to make it to that next level starting to get more in football whether it be the cfl xfl we've uh been in contact hoping to catch up with josh hawkins uh sometime soon but uh he is getting ready for the xfl season which begins very soon what is that march or april i think it's in april i don't have the ex- i want to say april 23rd but don't hold me to it i want to say that's the date that keeps popping up in my head i will check on uh when that begins week one xfl saturday february 18th when does the uh, maybe it's the usfl that starts in april so february that's coming up very soon that is coming up very very soon uh usfl schedule april 16th okay so there you go yeah 
so uh you'll have some uh, football to follow and maybe some pirates playing in those games a lot of cfl pirates as well most yep. recently tyler sneed of course we talked to deshaun amos fresh off a cfl ring he joined us on the show a couple of weeks ago and he's kind of weighing his options now uh could return to the cfl trying to see if his agent can find him a uh, landing spot with the nfl team but a lot of a lot of pirates to keep up with and uh, that's including what one dominique davis who if i'm not mistaken has re-signed with the alouettes um which would be the same team that tyler sneed signed with so um and then of course stanley bryant re-signed uh he got a one-year extension and he's going to stay with winnipeg it's likely he will you know whenever he decides he wants to retire he's going to retire a blue bomber and is very likely going to be a shoe into their hall of fame um but there there are some former pirates that are up there and and doing quite well no doubt shirley rose chandler honeycutt clip rock here with you on a wednesday edition of pirate radio live let's get our last break in we'll come back and get ready to wrap it up here on a wednesday more to go prl back with you after this You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. It was a down day for the stock market as the Dow fell 613 points, closed at 33,296. The NASDAQ was down 138 points at 10,957. The S&P also dropped 62 points and finished out the day at 3,928. That is your Wells Fargo Advisors stock market report. For a personal look into investing, call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clipper Rock. All right, Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dub Buck. Dub Buck. ECU women at home coming up in about seven minutes. They take on Cincinnati and Mengees. And at seven o'clock, it'll be the ECU men on the road at temple um i was trying to figure out what to do for our final few minutes of the show how about a uh, sporkle sports quiz that we can all participate in a sporkle uh, and i found an interesting one it said nfl chain game and i clicked on it to see what it was so you answer a question and that kind of leads into the next question and i saw what the first question is and also i have like a full list of answers here all these names, teams, things like that. So that'll help us along the way. But the first question of this is, who holds the NFL record for consecutive games started? Some names here. Uh, Donovan McNabb, Drew Bledsoe, Joe Montana, Steve Young, Brett Favre. Brett Favre? Brett Favre, anyone? Brett Favre, who was drafted by which team? Which team drafted Brett Favre? The Falcons. The Atlanta Falcons is correct. Well done, sir. Whose starting tight end in 2012 was who? Tony Gonzalez. I saw him live uh, score against Washington. That is correct. Who is third in all-time receptions behind Larry Fitzgerald and? Steve. Steve. All-time receptions. If there's ever a receiver question, who's the answer? Oh, Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice. 
who won how many super bowls three it's got to be three or six i'm gonna go with three with what team shirley 49ers okay whose all-time leading rusher is marcus allen no he was with the raiders wasn't he or maybe later he was with the raiders and the chiefs but he is an answer up here oh Oh, no it's more recent than that it's got to be frank gore oh frank gore because he is listed up because the only you said more recent i was thinking mostert surely frank gore went to college where oh my god uh chandler help her out chandler frank gore chandler you don't know where frank gore went to college oh miami thank you miami oh which is also the college of the longest tenured colts wide receiver reggie wayne reggie wayne is correct this is fun who has made how many pro bowls luckily in the answer key there's only one number left six six and that is six oh yeah uh which is half as many as former chiefs offensive linemen and thanks to the word answer uh the words here i know that will shields is the answer to that i'm glad you know that who used to block for this running back from 93 to 97 as a chief as a chief so david wilson marcus allen marcus allen marcus allen did he play that late in life i guess so marcus allen who won the super bowl marcus allen won the super bowl with this team the raiders the raiders who moved to oh i was thinking the raiders oh yeah they have won a super bowl all right tricky one here who moved to oakland in 1972 94 95 or 03 oh so it's either 93 no it's 94 95 95 the same year the oilers drafted blank third overall warren moon um steve mcnair oh sorry who played for this team from 06 to 07 titans no wait he was drafted by the oilers slash titans played for this team from 06 to 07 y'all don't know it wait hold on i'm confused we're talking about steve mcnair steve mcnair did he play for the cardinals ravens patriots giants eagles steelers seahawks or redskins oh i thought he was dead by then oh my goodness the ravens is the answer whose all-time leading rusher is jamal lewis very good chandler who rushed for two thousand yards in what year 72 94 03 03 03 that is correct which is the same year this team won the super bowl the same season patriots so your answers are cardinals no chiefs no dolphins no patriots possibly giants no eagles Steelers possibly, Seahawks no Redskins. We're gonna go uh, with Patriots. Yeah, I think. That's, right. Yeah, who drafted this player first overall in 1993? In 93, what quarterback? Bledsoe. Drew Bledsoe. Shirley Rhodes is correct. Well, I knew it wasn't Brady. Who was replaced in Dallas by this quarterback? <laughs> Tom, Tom Brady. Brady. <laughs> who was replaced in Dallas by this quarterback? Oh, replaced in the house by this court. Tony Romo. Tony Romo is correct. Who plays in what division? What division did Romo play in? Oh, the NFC East. The same division as this four-time Super Bowl champion. 
no. Four times Super Bowl. Giants? Steelers? No. Giants, Giants or oh. Redskins? Or uh, Eagles? Lawrence Redskins. Taylor. I think it's the Giants. Lawrence Taylor? Giants. I don't, know. I don't remember. Whose 2012 first round pick was? For the Giants? Uh-oh. Wait, what? Oh, we messed up, didn't we? We messed up somewhere. Oh, David Wilson. Oh. Who went to what college? Virginia Tech. Which is the same college as number one overall pick Michael Vick, who played with this team after being released from prison. Eagles, whose all-time leading passer is Donovan McNabb, who also played for this division rival Washington, who played He's the game by himself. Blank in the 2012 Wild Card Seahawks, who lost to this team in Super Bowl XL Steelers, Steelers. who also won Super Bowl. 53 against this team cardinals who changed their name from phoenix to arizona in 1994 the same year this guy won mvp steve young who replaced the legendary joe montana who would end his career with the chiefs whose single season leading rusher is larry johnson who ended his career with the dolphins who went undefeated in 72 with a 17 and 0 record and we did it 40 of 40 way to go people Yeah. What just happened? What a way to end the show. That was fun. That was fun. I wonder if there's more of these. I wish we had more time to do it. We got to play more of these. All right. We will wrap it up there. See you at Sports Trivia tonight at AJ McMurphy's. And we'll see you Thursday for an all-new edition of Pirate Radio Live for Shirley Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt, and the crew. I am Clip Brock. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.